1: Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders and Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me. Grumpy, how are you this Wednesday evening?
0: Oh, fine, thank you. Uh, Wow, you got some big ears over there. Maybe you should put those headphones back on. (laughs) You ain't got big ears. (laughs) I'm just playing. Just playing.
1: Ah, like Dumbo, right? Dumbo the Flying Elephant?
0: I didn't say your ears were
1: that big. Uh, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough, Grumpy. Well, it's odd, right? Uh, you know, this week's been an odd one. Definitely has. Um, I know we had the emergency podcast on Monday um, revolving, or um, you know, uh, kind of talking about and covering the uh, Lou uh relieving Barry Trotz of his duties and... uh just what was a shock, I'd say, to Islanders community. Um, some people, I think, knew about it on Friday. If they had inside connections, if you know, they're Johnny with the inside man, with the inside hand. They happen to know that maybe a little early that Barry Trotz was going to get was going to get going to get relieved of his duties. But uh, a shock, I would say, to most of the Islanders community on Monday morning.
0: Yeah, you know, bye bye Barry. Hate to see you go. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think it moves the needle one way or the other, to be honest with you. It's all about the way the roster is constructed. And as we mentioned on Monday, this will be the last head coaching hire by Lou Lamarillo, as far as I'm concerned. I don't think he gets another one. And now everything is on him, right? About the team that he's built, the changes that he's going to make. I feel that Previously, he was a building He was building the team to pacify Barry Trotz and what he wanted, which is what a good GM does, right? They work together with the coach, and the coach says, I need this, particularly someone with uh, the cachet that Barry Trotz has. So I think that whoever the next coach will be will kind of have to listen to Lou a little bit more, but certainly going to have input. And you can just tell with the moves that have been made or not made over the last few years – this was definitely a Barry Trotz type team that he wanted, and unfortunately, it didn't pay off in a Stanley Cup or even a division title or anything like that. So, like I said, great coach, but I'm not upset that he's gone.
1: I think we needed a little different. I, I, we talked about it before, and I'll say it again: we needed a change. You know, whether that was radical change to the roster or the lineup, you know, change, you know, to, to head coach. I, I still thought it would have been a really tough ask. To expect us to win with that system, they really grind it out like that over an 82 game season. I thought it was going to be tough. Um, I know we had talked about a few items, right? The possible collateral and fallout of um, Barry Trotz leaving, and what were you know a few items we wanted to make sure that that if if you were Lou Lamarillo, what were the first things that you would do? What would those be? Well, we had talked about Mitch Korn and Pierre Greco. Now, is worth noting this. No idea what the Islanders, this is a tweet from Andrew Gross. Now, this was on uh, Tuesday. He said, no idea who the next Islanders coach will be, but I'm, I'm starting to hear that it's unlikely that Mitch Korn will, re, uh, will remain as a director of goaltending. That would be Korn's choice, and he's not tied to Barry Trotz being fired yesterday, though.
0: I thought that, well, maybe because he's director of goaltending, that's why he'd be let go. But that's still a loss.
1: No, he's not like, not that he's let go. Or he's leaving. He's leave.
0: I, so I guess he's not part of the coaching staff who's under, um, you know, contract for one more year.
1: No, he's he's still under contract. What are you talking about?
0: Then what? Do you, then he can't go anywhere unless we give him permission.
1: Okay. Right? Would you think that he they wouldn't give him permission?
0: No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're under contract for one more year. Sorry, you want to leave after the years up? That's great. I'm not well, letting this yeah,
1: contract is written. I I really haven't. Well, no I, I don't know either. That. I was about to say player personnel decisions and stuff like that. That's. I mean, like it's one thing you kind of understand of those contracts, but regarding like staff, it's kind of a little tougher. I mean, we had talked about, right, those are those are two coaches, you know, Pierre Greco, and Mitch Korn were two outstanding coaches uh, for the Islanders there. I mean, great. I mean, they're, they're, they're the goalie whisperers, grumpy old man, and they're, they're coaches that we didn't want to see leave. You know, now here's the thing, right, even though we're at a time period to where. You know, we may see that Mitch Korn does leave because he's he's followed Barry Barry Trotz for quite some time back in Nashville, back for the Washington Capitals, and you know with and heading to the Islanders. It is worth also mentioning this grumpy old man Stephen Rosner here. He tweeted: "Remember, the Islanders' director of goaltending coach Mitch Korn did come with Barry Trotz, but goaltending coach Pierre Greco came with Lou Lamrillo Both have played a part in the Sorkin's development." And I would say losing Greco would be more detrimental to Sorokin than losing Corn. I don't know. I look at it like this: at least it's nice that I feel somewhat certainty that we would still be able to retain Pierre Greco, which is nice to know.
0: I'm not letting either one of them go. Particularly, I, Mitch Corn says he wants to leave. Okay, you're under. If he's under contract for another year, you're staying here. I don't give a shit that Barry Trotz is getting a job somewhere else. You're not going to coach with Barry Trotz this year. You're our employee for another year, period. I think losing either one of those goalie coaches is more detrimental to the team than losing Barry Trotz.
1: Ooh, talk about a hot take.
0: That's not a hot take. That's just real. (laughs) What's the one one part of the team that's been consistently good over the four years? Always. The goaltending. Doesn't even matter who's in net. The goaltending has been the, the strongest part of the team. I'm not giving up either one of those guys.
1: Mm.
0: Now, if contract is up after next year, then you have to let him go. But right now, I'm just not saying, "Hey, Barry wants me to join him in Bumble Dump." Tough shit. You're here for another year. I forgot. Maybe you give give us a draft pick.
1: Stop. I forgot to do this and I always forget to do this. If you're new to the show, welcome. This is a twice-a-week Islanders podcast. We go live every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also, and again, so if you to make sure you don't miss out on any of the action, and make sure to do a few things, you gotta subscribe on YouTube, gotta like on Facebook, and follow on Twitter, and also hit the thumbs-up button if you enjoy the content. It's a good way to let us know that you enjoy you know the podcast that Grumpy and I put out here, and you enjoy kind of you know our thoughts. Even you know, if they're not something 100 you agree with, at least you you like having your mind. At least you kind of enjoy playing mind games a bit. Um, we do have a secondary podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man that could be found in the link in the description below, or it could be found as a featured page on our YouTube channel. You're able to go listen. That happens every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a sports podcast where we talk literally everything. We talk NHL, NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball, soccer. Doesn't matter. Kentucky Derby. We talk all sports. And we have the favorite favorite fan favorite segment, Grumpy Old Man, Fan Fights.
0: I love fan fights. But here's the thing. You listen to these two podcasts, you're automatically smarter than all your friends.
1: Is that is that how it works?
0: Absolutely. You could beat them in any argument.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Good gracious, Grumpy. Well, that's definitely one way to put it. Now, it's funny that you had mentioned, and it is worth taking everything with a grain of salt when you're talking about Mitch Gorn. Um, you know, it is worth taking everything with a grain of salt. But Phil's facts, Grumpy. Johnny uh, well, on the spot. Oh, uh, you well, your favorite.
0: He's so dull.
1: <laughs> well, this is it is worth mentioning that he did. He comes up with a tweet. He says, Oh no, Mitch Corn might be leaving. This would be an unmitigated disaster for Ilya Sorokin because apparently, once Mitch Corn leaves, the goalie completely falls apart and goes on to checks note win the Vezina trophy. Talking about Pecorine, you know, so it is worth at least putting that into perspective as well. You know, Pecorine did have, you know, a, a solid career. Host mitch Korn as well.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it's the end of, you know, Sorokin or anything like that, but it's without a doubt, our goaltending has been vastly superior. Every single goaltender that's played here has performed well, way above previous norms. And I definitely put it out because of a little bit with the trot system, but particularly working with Korn and Greco.
1: Well, here's the thing. Not only did they perform better than they had, you know, they performed with the Islanders better than they did before joining the Islanders. They also performed better with the Islanders and they performed post Islanders after they had left. Yes. And it's like, you know, I, I don't think Sorokin's going to fall off the cliff or anything like that. Now it's okay. His technique will change or they're going to coach him up a little differently. I think again, the way I read that, you know, I feel confident that Greco is going to stay. And, and even here is this, right. You know, it's just not, It's not obviously, you know, it's not something I'd say. Hey, I'm happy about Mitch Korn leaving. It's not. It's not a situation like that. So, but it's not the end of the world. Um, Now we've seen a lot of names that have been thrown out there to replace Barry Trotz. But
0: before we do that, can I just mention one other thing? You know, when a new coach comes in, he might say, "Okay, I don't need this guy, that guy." So I think some of the coaching staff will be let go. And if it's somebody from outside, I think you can say goodbye to Lane Lambert as well. Um, I don't think he'd stay as an assistant for a year unless he couldn't get a job somewhere else, but I think he'll be in a commodity out there to be honest with you. Um, so that's There's going to be addition or subtraction to the coaching staff, even though everyone is under contact for another year.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about that. I've seen a lot of names that have been thrown out there. Some I think are good ideas. Some not so sure about, I will also say this and I said it before and I'll say it again. Regarding the speculation, i it's complete speculation because we will have no earthly idea which way Barry Trotz is leaning. This is an item I feel like he's going to keep really close to the vest. And any anytime you hear somebody saying, oh, I have a feeling it could be this or that, at least based off of inside sources, I'd be very hesitant to trust those sources this is if i look at you know the matter of you know national security the matter of the security of the islanders information this has to be at the very tippity top of that list i feel like for for lou lamarillo everything
0: that he does is he holds his cards really close to the vest right i mean we're not we're gonna find out i mean he doesn't even tell his wife i'm just gonna tell you he's just gonna hire a guy He probably won't even tell ownership he's just gonna wheel somebody out there so who
1: knows That's really what you think
0: Nah, he'll involve ownership, but he's not going to tell a whole lot of people. He never does that. He's never been that way. I mean, you can't get blood out of a stone. That's what this guy is.
1: I've never heard of that saying before. What? You can't get blood out of a stone.
0: Never heard of that either. Okay
1: oh good gracious um you know we, we talked a little bit about what we thought the reasoning was and if anybody else has any crazy you know ideology or any ideology or they say oh I, you know last podcast you mentioned this but i think maybe this could build off of it always let us know in the comment section below but i mean i thought we covered quite a few a few reasons i don't think it was as simple as a and you know it was one particular reason i thought it was a multitude of things that just kind of compiled um you know great grump
0: do you remember what i said mid-season and we were just opining. And I said, you know, about the possibility of letting Barry Trotz go before next year. And I said, when I saw the way the team was going and how we weren't playing the younger guys, and what's always been my thing is you have to get the younger guys playing if you want the team to actually get better. Who can be part of the solution going forward? And I said, you know, Lou needs to have that conversation with Barry. I need to say, Barry, are you willing to play the younger guys next year at the expense of the veterans? And if Lou said, no, I want to go with the older guys, I said it's time to kick Barry out. I mean, that could have had a part to play in it also.
1: Mm. I don't think it had anything to to do with it.
0: No, probably not. But I'm just going to throw it out there because I said it earlier, and now he's fired so I can throw any scenario up there, and it's plausible because we get nothing out of Lou Lamarillo. Here's what I think really happened, though. He did the exit interviews, and a lot of the younger guys were really sour on Barry. And I think that was the end for him. That's what I think. Really again, was. I think it
1: was a it was a multitude of things. That I think the Letty and Devon Taves trade, which again, I, I thought that that it like you know, in a bad relationship and a lover's quarrel, you know, that, that it's just one of those things that just kind of builds. Trotz obviously wanted Letty. Maybe Lou Lamarillo did not. Again, that's complete speculation and you get to a point to where he was so steadfast and wanted to keep Letty, maybe Lou Lamoriello said, okay, fine, I'll give you the defenseman you want. And it's it's always been one of those sore topics for him. And as you see Devontae continue to play at a high level, and Letty eh, kind of you know, tail off. I mean, he's, he's finished, I'd argue, at this point in time in his career compared to what he is. He's a shell of his former self. It's one of those things that maybe kind of created a little bit of that split.
0: Okay, so me saying... He possibly talked to Barry and said, "You got to play the younger guys for the future of the team," and Barry saying, "No, that's not plausible." But a lover's quarrel between the two is. I'm, okay, tra- just-
1: I'm trying to say I, it's no, kind no, of, just, you know how resent you know how resentment builds. I, I
0: understand. I understand. I just your terminology. I mine was actually pretty lucid, and you used the word "lover's quarrel" between the two of them. Okay, all right. That's fine. they're
1: close like that. They've got a good relationship and worse relationship. I don't think you do, Grumpy. No, no I, I absolutely do. understand.
0: Lovers quarrel. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Why don't you just go sit over there and tell him that? Hey, I think the reason Lou fired him is because Barry had stinky feet.
0: I say it has. I think it has. Lovers quarrel. Lovers, lover's quarrel. quarrel. Use lovers quarrel.
1: Quarrel. Quarrel. Yeah. Anyway, um, you derailed the hell out of what I was talking about, Grum. But you know, again, I, I think it obviously had something to do with that. I think you know. I think production this year. Also played a part in it. There was, I think, there were multiple different items that played played a part in this in this ultimate decision. And I don't disagree with it. I don't think it was a bad decision to make. I don't think that playing style would have yielded us a chance to win a cup here in the near future. And here's the thing: I'm not even sure coaching change does bring us close enough to win a cup. It does not. There has to still be massive change, I believe, to our to our forward group and and one left defense, one bona fide top four left defenseman.
0: I don't think the coach is going to make any difference in what happens next year. None at all. It's all about the players we're able to acquire this offseason. That's the only thing that matters. If you put this same cast and crew out there, we would not make the playoffs next year either. Just would not happen. We need upgrades. Like you mentioned, a legitimate top four left shot defenseman, uh, somebody who can play with Pulak, because Dobson has to play with Pelic from here on out. Has to happen. You don't want to have two puck moving defensemen on the same defense pairing. You don't want to have that. Okay, it's just dumb. And I hear some people kind of espousing that, but that's absolutely not the way to go. So we need a puck moving left shot defenseman to play with Pulak, put Dobson on the first pairing with Pelic. Then your defense is in good shape, honestly. The forward group is what needs to really needs a major overhaul. Unless that happens, I don't see much improvement from this team.
1: I think a good and the right coach is important. I think it has to do a lot with, um, a lot with again, who you're able to entice to come here. I believe that was t- – I'd mention this maybe as one of those items too. I firmly believe that a lot of teams to some capacity tamper before unrestricted free agency. I really do believe that. Call me crazy. I've seen cheating – runs rampant in college and professional sports freaking rampant it really does it would not shock me at all if somehow some little birdie happened to speak to an agent or someone connected to an agent to see engage interest right i, I firmly believe we have got to add pieces of our to our forward group and you know I, philip fursberg I, I could imagine maybe didn't have a great relationship with with Barry Trotz. I couldn't imagine him wanting to sign up. That's assuming Philip Forsberg even wants to leave. I, I've always said Johnny Goudreau had zero percent chance of coming to the Islanders under Barry Trotz. And I mean zero. Now, who knows? It just depends on who the coach is. Maybe that also plays a little bit into it as well. I think system results, and I mean again, maybe, maybe free agents looking to come here had a very, very small impact, if any. But it's always something I do like to mention because maybe it did. It was like, oh, okay, that's that's a cons column. You know, if we're breaking down the pros and cons.
0: Okay. That's fine. That's it? Yeah. You vocalize that well. That's fine.
1: Well, nice response. So I'm just, I guess I'm going to the monologue today, Grumpy. That's fine. I'm well, good. Oh,
0: I let you talk for 10 minutes. I mean, I don't know. I mean,
1: and then you're not paying attention. You're watching the Ranger game, Grumpy. I'm not so watching any score, game right now, thank you. Score update actually, on Rangers, thank actually,
0: you. I was checking my to see how my fantasy baseball team was doing. You went on for so long, I'm like, okay, is he ever gonna stop? I'll do some I'll do some home uh some housekeeping here while he just drones on and on.
1: I'm glad that you can't you can't focus on how your fantasy baseball team is doing and talk to me, Grumpy.
0: Because you're boring.
1: Ah, uh, is that that's why you can't? That's why you've you been, you been. That's why your tension spans so quick. You've been oh.
0: hanging out with Phil too much.
1: Oh, tis, tis tisk. Well, I could tell you this much. I do know because I get the updates on my phone. The Rangers and Penguins. After the Penguins were up two nothing early on the Rangers, the Rangers have now tied the Penguins. It's two two. It's a must-win game for the Rangers here tonight if they want to survive. Islander fans, I'm sure, are rooting for the Rangers to lose. I'm one of the guys who don't like the Penguins at all, so maybe I'm rooting for the Penguins to lose. Who knows? I got jumped on last time I said that, so I'll leave I'll leave this cloak of possible, hey, maybe I do want the Rangers to lose. but
0: I don't uh, care who wins.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I wouldn't like
0: seeing the series go seven games, though.
1: I want to talk, grumpy old man, a little bit about head coach, who the next head coach is. And, you know, uh, first off, who is on your shortlist? Because we've seen a lot of names thrown out there. Who would you like to have as our next head coach? And what do you think, what type of characteristics are they going to need in order to be successful with this, with this team? This is a team that's an older team right now, the way it's composed, a team with a lot of veteran leadership, a team that, you know, has played a defense first, offense second style for the last four years. When you're looking for a coach, I know you said, the coach doesn't matter who they are. The team is, you know, without major changes, will not be successful next year. Who would you pick or select as your head coach? Who's on your short list?
0: The, the guy I'd like is Joel Quinville because I think he's the best coach in the league. That's that's the guy I'd like. I don't know if they're looking at him or anything like that. Elliot Friedman did mention that uh, he felt they were gonna that they were gonna reach out and want to speak with Friedman. Like I said, he's the best.
1: See, they the Islanders want to speak with Joe Quinville.
0: Quinville, yes. So, you know, if that's the case, great. I'm all for that. Let's say that's not going to happen. Let's say that's not going to happen. I think you could. Let's look at the cast of characters. Maybe Mike Babcock. I don't know. I think he's coaching some pitly pup uh, college team in Canada right now. Um, Rick Tockett is a name you hear a lot from.
1: Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. I didn't ask you to do that. I didn't. I don't want. We'll go. You down- said who's my short list is what you said. Who's on your short list? No, no. Okay, when you said Mike Babcock, he's coaching at Pilly Pup U. You want Mike Babcock as a coach? Give me the reasons why you want him as the coach.
0: Okay, I'm We're giving you the down, short Who list.
1: is on the Grumpy Old Man short list? Not every single coach that's ever been mentioned. And we'll go ahead and do a brief little overview on him.
0: Well, so what? My short list should only have one guy on it.
1: Why do you want Mike Babcock as the coach? Why is he on your short list, Grump?
0: Because he's won multiple Stanley Cups with Detroit. And knows how to handle a veteran team.
1: Well, let me ask you this too, because we'll talk. I want to talk about each one that's on your short list one by one. Instead of just giving a quick blow by on it. So let me ask you do you have any issues with how things ended for Mike Babcock in Toronto?
0: Not really. Not really. I know they say there was a toxic work environment, whatever. Uh, you know, what does that even mean? Was he too mean to the young players? I have no idea. Uh He was there a long time. He's a good coach. He's won Olympic gold medals. He's won Stanley cups. He's got the pedigree. I think you're going to see, he's not, Lou Lamarillo is not going to be in, bring in somebody that he's not familiar with. Not at this stage of his career. He wants somebody that he knows he can work with. And I think that's what you're going to see. Babcock he's worked with before. All right. Somebody like Quinville. I mentioned him. That's the guy I'd want. They haven't worked together. I mean, they're both going to have two strong personalities. I don't know if that bothers Lamarillo or not. But, I mean, you know, that that's what I'm, I'm looking for. Somebody who's worked with him before. I've heard Peter DeBoer. I don't want anything to do with him.
1: Okay, okay. let's talk about Mike Babcock still before we start jumping off. We're going to break down each one of these candidates here. So, Mike Babcock, the items in Toronto, you, you jump from saying, what is a toxic work environment, whatever. Those don't bother you. That's fine. Let me ask you this. Now, you look at the success – that Mike Babcock had with those Detroit teams, right? You still had a fantastic goaltending, fantastic defense. Those Detroit teams had unbelievable offensive skilled players. We have nothing like that. Do you, th- I mean, like, I, I think it would, I know he won cups with Detroit. I think it's apples to oranges comparing this Islanders team to that Detroit team in that, during that Detroit dynasty.
0: Okay, but a good coach gets the most out of his players, right? And winning Stanley Cups. You know, you can't be some buffoon and win multiple Stanley Cups as a coach.
1: How many Hall of Famers did he have on that team? Doesn't matter. Well, hold on. The, the point I'm going to make with that is, how did he do outside of Detroit?
0: They were successful in Toronto. They just weren't, they didn't have enough physicality to beat Boston or Tampa Bay when they played them. They got beat by the same team in the first round of the playoffs every year. People forget how bad Toronto was before he got there. I mean, I think you're kind of selling that a little bit short.
1: What I wanna make sure we take into account is I, I understand, right? I'm not gonna I, it's gonna sound like I'm diminishing what he did in Detroit. It really I know that's how it's gonna sound. But it wasn't like think about how many Hall of Famers he had on a team. It wasn't like every single year in the offseason or in the postseason it was a successful run for Detroit. And remember, he was with Toronto for five years. Again, I get it they did well in the record season. He and this is a, this is a right toronto maybe has their first chance tomorrow right to to win the first round to win a playoff round the first time in almost 20 years i understand that but when he was in toronto 5 years there or 5 or i'm sorry four full seasons in toronto he didn't win a single playoff series and that first year in toronto they were not they weren't a good team either yeah because they were the
0: worst team in the league that's how you get the number 1 draft pick because they were the worst team in the league when they got Matthews. They were, the, the whole team was in a, a, a state of disarray. I mean, I, I don't know what you're saying. They they did, they didn't weren't physical enough. Their defense wasn't good enough. And that's not Babcock's fault. That's Lamarillo's fault. Um, they weren't good enough. And they got beat by teams more physical in the playoffs. That's what beat them. They were good in the regular season. Couldn't win playoff game, though.
1: Is that who you want as a coach, could win playoff game. A guy who who struggled to win playoff I'll games? I'll take
0: a guy who's won three Stanley Cups and Olympic gold medal. I'll take him, yes. Okay. Just because it didn't work out in one place, because they didn't have the necessary pieces, uh, that's not the coach's fault unless he's the GM as well.
1: Worth also mentioning this, and I'll just do a quick blow-by on this. Those Detroit teams that won Cups at that time period had Pavel Dotsuk in their prime. And Rick Zetterberg in his prime, Nick Lindstrom towards the tail end of their career. You had again um going Chris Chelios towards the tail end of his uh, his career. Dominic Cassic. Those are five bona first ballot Hall of Fame guys.
0: Yeah. So, all I'm
1: saying is we're not afforded that same luck, and I, I wonder, right, if you'd look at it differently, does he win those Cups without five Hall of Fame guys? You say the same thing about John Cooper. I, I, I'm i not trying to diminish what he did because he did have them and he won the Cups. That's you are his-
0: diminishing what yep. he's saying because you said it's all the plays. I keep on saying players win and coaches can lose games, but here's the thing. Who do you think we should bring in? Should, should we resurrect Scotty Bowman and Al Arbor and bring him in? It doesn't matter. The team isn't good enough. It doesn't matter who you bring in. If the team just, stays the same, relatively the same, you're not going to see better results next year.
1: From from my standpoint with Mike Babcock, I think that the time periods, right? You could, we use the same items on Lou Lamarillo. Guy hasn't won a cup since before the cap era. Mike Babcock hadn't won a damn Stanley Cup since, since over, in over a decade, almost a decade and a half. And we're over here, you know, you're. I think you're giving him a lot of praise for a guy who hasn't won since 2009.
0: Okay, I I don't know where you're going with this.
1: Where I'm going with this is, is it possible? Is it possible that his success would be judged on a way different standard if he wasn't have if he didn't have a loaded team? And that's what we saw in Toronto. We saw struggle when you have a good regular season, you're unable to struggle.
0: They did not struggle.
1: They couldn't make it out of the first round of the playoffs okay. for before it's he a, got there. We gave, it's the same thing when we brought in Barry Trotz. We said Barry Trotz is a big upgrade over who we have now, but Barry Trotz has not been historically successful besides that one year in playoffs. It's the same, it's the same items we talked about then. I want to use for the same items we talk about with Mike but Babcock. He, he,
0: he wasn't just one time. He won multiple Stanley Cups.
1: Yeah, two. That's correct. Two Stanley Cups.
0: I think it was three.
1: They didn't win in twenty. They won two
0: thousand six, seven. Don't ask me. I think he won three Stanley Cups, and he's won a gold medal in the Olympics. So the guy's—he's a good head coach.
1: Two Stanley Cups.
0: Okay, twice as money as Barry Trotz, and infinitely more uh, uh, gold medals in the Olympics than Barry Trotz. He's a better coach than Barry Trotz. I'd rather have Mike Babcock than Barry Trotz. That's not to put down Barry Trotz. I just think Babcock is a better coach. That's all. He's not a one-trick pony. He was able to play the defensive style in Detroit, play the offensive style in Toronto. He could do both while he was uh, in Detroit, but play the offensive style in Toronto. He gave gave players a chance to breathe. That's not something that Barry Trotz has ever done. You're not going to get the best out of your offensive players under Barry Trotz, but you can under Mike Babcock.
1: He also did create that that, uh, you know, he got who is it? Was it which Mitch Marner or who is it who got pinned up against all the players because they had him create a list of the, uh, the veterans who wouldn't pour, weren't weren't putting forth enough effort? How did that go again? It's been so long since I revisited that. And oh, I,
0: I don't even care. I don't even care. It's a clean slate for him. He gets a clean slate when he comes here. It's not going to matter anyway because the talent is good enough for us to be a champion. It's just not. I'm not changing my opinion based on Barry Trotz not being here. The talent still is not good enough to win a Stanley Cup. But now you have a chance, and I'm putting all the eggs in Lou's basket now. He has to make the necessary moves to make this team better offensively. If you just roll the same cast and crew out next year, you're going to have failure again. I don't care who the coach is. It could be Scotty Bowman, Al Arbor, Toe Blake, Punch in Black, whoever you want. It's just the, the talent isn't good enough. He has to go out and get better players. I think Lou was getting players in previous years based on what Barry needed or Barry thought he needed to win a cup.
1: Well, that's that's best-case scenario for Islanders fans. Right. The way that Lou composed the team was because that's how Barry wanted that done. That is the absolute best case scenario. I'm not sure if that is a f- you know, I'm not sure how much of that was Lou trying to fit it all around Barry's way of thinking, or maybe they kind of somewhat agreed on some of those items. But we have to hope best case scenario was he was trying to fit and mold the team around what Barry wanted. And now with the new coach, right? we're going to have changes where he's going to try to mold the team around to maybe hopefully a more progressive way into where the NHL plays with more speed and more offensive pop than what you know we've been placing importance on in the past.
0: Yes. that That's that's my hope going into the offseason. Now, if we go into the offseason and we just replicate what we've done in recent years, well, then Lou's got to go. And I think he's only going to be here one more year anyway.
1: Yeah, as I was about to say, big offseason for him. So we talked a little bit about Babcock. Who else is on the short list, Grumpy? Now you mentioned Rick Tockett earlier. Tell me a little bit why he's on your short list.
0: He's going to bring new energy to this team. He's going to bring a young, energetic voice into the team. That's that's my big thing for him. I hate him as a player, but he's a guy who can get players to run through a wall for him. He made, I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, but he made Arizona a borderline playoff team a couple of years ago. I mean. The, you want a new voice, Rick Tockett's a new voice. Absolutely,
1: well, he did make he did he did in the 2020 season. Arizona did make the playoffs.
0: Oh, I didn't think they made the playoffs. Okay, so they made the playoffs one year.
1: The the way I look at Rick Tockett, and I I think he's a non starter for me too. He's, he's not a, a non
0: starter. He'll play the young guys. That much I guarantee. He's
1: for for our team. I think it. I think it's the wrong decision. I, I firmly believe when we're looking for a head coach, it's got to be a guy with extensive playoff experience. It has to be a guy who's been a head coach for a while. And I think a guy has to have a certain amount of cachet coming here. I don't think you I mean, Rick Tockett, right? He, it's different coaching in Arizona and coaching for the Islanders to the system where they are and where they currently, where they currently are and where they need to be. The expectations are much higher than when he was in Arizona playing on house money. And I, I I, would feel much more comfortable with a coach. It's not like, oh, this is the first time I've had a playoff series win. Right? You're right. I, I don't like that ideology. Or this is, you know, it's not like, oh, I made it out of the first round once in my entire coaching career. He's only been a head coach for six years. Now, He's what is he, 57 years old coming up? He's only been a head coach for, I think, a total of six years. He had a little stop there now. in Tampa. He had a little stop in Tampa in 2008, 2009, then 2009, 2010, then was relieved of his duties, and the next job he got was seven years later with the Arizona Coyotes.
0: Um, I'm not opposed to him. I'll tell you one thing. When Lou comes out and says, now the onus, they needed a new voice in the room, Uh, the onus is on the players now. So he's he's dumping everything right at the feet of the players. And Rick Tockett will play younger guys. He absolutely will. You want to develop younger players? Give them a chance. Rick talk at your guy.
1: I want accountability. That's what I want. I want a few things from our next coach. I want a guy who's going to hold all players accountable. Right. I don't want a guy who's going to like Barry, right? That was the big, that was the big issue, Grumpy, with Barry Trotz. He was in a situation where it didn't matter how badly or how poorly a veteran performed. They had an extensively longer leash than a younger guy did. I'm not saying that younger guys deserve a longer leash than vets. I'm just saying it needs to be a little closer. Even if you slightly favor the vets a little more, it can't be such a drastic difference. I think that having a guy who holds all parties and all players accountable would be nice.
0: Okay. So, who are your suggestions? I'll
1: well, I'm, you. I'm going. We're going bit by bit, and we'll talk about the other names that have been thrown out there. Is there like anyone,
0: because stuff. right now you're poo-pooed everyone. Who on who, in your opinion, is the model next coach for the New I'm York? I'm like Claude African. Julien. Claude Here's Julien. the thing,
1: right? Right? Hockey on the ice. I think Joel Quinville's is a good coach. Do they want to handle the PR? Do they want to handle the possible backlash from it? That's a totally different question, right? We're not going to talk about Joan Quimville because we talked about this off air. We're not we, – all we can say is, right, good coach, possible off Great the, coach. Off the ice. Great, great coach. Great Hall of Fame caliber coach possibly off the ice issues right that's that's I think the best way to classify him are the Islanders considering on kicking the tire on tires on him? who the heck knows right we're not going to take a deep dive in it but Andy in and this and all the speculation kind of stems around what Elliot Freeman said and Andy Strickland said and again NHL expect NHL teams to inquire about hiring Joe Quinville as their head coach I hear he wants back behind the bench and there is expected to be significant interest in hiring the future Hall of Famer Joe Quinville he will need to meet with Commissioner Gary Bettman to be reinstated. So that means I don't know if the Honors are one of those teams, but a team who I assume has a coaching vacancy and multiple teams who have coaching vacancies are interested. How far, how significant is the, or how far is that interest, right, for us? Who knows? But, again, on the ice, great coach, off the ice, possible issues. So, again, that's all we'll say on Quinville. I like Claude Julien, though. If we're talking about a guy who has no off the ice issues, I think Claude Julien's a good fit.
0: You realize Claude Julien hasn't won a playoff round since 2013, 2014, right? So this is he's missed the playoffs more times than he's made. He's missed the playoffs four times and lost in the first, first round two other times. Before he was fired this year,
1: he was coaching. So, at, he was coaching at. Okay, well, hold on. He was coaching at miserable, miserable Montreal team.
0: Okay, but he was coaching them last year too. He was coaching them. Uh, he, matter of fact, he was coaching them last year when he got fired, and they wound up making the Stanley Cup Finals after he was fired. So, you know, you could say whatever you want, but when he was with Boston, he missed the playoffs the last two years. And then he was fired in the midst of the third year in a row that he wasn't going to make the playoffs. He won a Stanley Cup in 2010 and 11, but he hasn't won a playoff round since 2013, 14. So, I mean, if you're going to hold the feet to the fire for Mike Babcock or any of the other guys that I've mentioned, well, you got to hold Claude Julien to the same standard.
1: He won. He won a playoff series in 2019, 2020 with the Montreal Canadiens.
0: He absolutely did not got beaten the first round. Got lost to Philadelphia. Lost in the first round.
1: Okay, they won in the qualifying round. Sorry, I qualifying round—that to... was that
0: bullshit, right? That's not—if you look at it, that's not even uh, a playoff round. It's not even a playoff round.
1: Man, take a take a breath, take a second, man. I'm just
0: saying, I'm going to grill you on your guys like you grilled me on my guys. My guys who've been here's the lot, all like about,
1: you want to understand what I like about Claude Julian? Here it is: I think and Barry are cut from similar cloth, not the same, but similar. why the
0: hell do you want him? You just had that.
1: What? Did I just tell, and I'll reiterate this again. I said it last podcast on Monday and I'll say it again. I would like a happy median on heavier for checking, but also not abandoning the system that has shown that this team could be successful in the playoffs with the team has shown playoff success with a defense first ideology. You are not going to be successful next year if you take a head coach and you say, oh, fantastic, this is a guy who wants to focus on run-and-gun style offense. This is a guy who wants to focus heavy on forecheck. This is a guy who says, you know what, everything's going to work its way out in the defense. We're not worried too much about the defensive structure. We're not worried too much about back-checking. I'm not saying we need to be as fastidious as we were under Barry Trotz. What I am saying is I want someone who's somewhat similar, but again, who would say, I'm going to I'm be a little bit less Defensive oriented, less structure oriented as Barry Trotz, but I'm going to be a little bit more free wielding, but I'm still going to keep some of those ideologies in the structure. And that again, everybody back checks and we play 200 foot, not the same amount as Barry trots, but somewhat similar.
0: No. I think the team needs to, again, it does. If you're going to bring in somebody else to play the relatively the same Barry Trotz system, it doesn't not matter.
1: Not relatively the same Barry Trotz.
0: Not good enough, period. I don't want, I want to change. You want to do a change? You actually have to change. You don't bring in the same guy you just had or a Barry Trotz light. No, you change it up. Actually, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I like talking because he's going to, he can be ready for a transition of the roster. These other guys aren't gonna be. Babcock or Tocket. That's why I'm leaning towards. Because I don't think I don't think they'll go after Quinville as well. I just don't think they will. I, that, I would be shocked.
1: Guy. I'd be shocked if they went after Quinville, but maybe they do. Who who the heck knows? I see significant interest. We'll have no idea. I don't think personally they go after Quinville. When I see Claude Julian, look at what the Montreal team is with Claude Julian gone. Did they do necessarily, particularly, did they have a fire second half of this year? Or, oh, I'm sorry, last year, they have a, I know they made Yeah, they it. did.
0: Yeah, they absolutely did. They went on a run and went to the Stanley Cup Finals after he was fired. So, yes, they did.
1: When he was fired, that team was 9-5-4. 9-5-4. Um,
0: no. Uh, they yes, were, I've
1: got to pull it up right 9-5-4, yes,
0: and four, yes.
1: Is that particularly shitty?
0: Uh... I don't know, but they went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and point, he wasn't the guy received, who did it. Right?
1: You received points. Uh, you received point, you 61% of all possible points. Oh, over my
0: it. God. What do you is this eyes on aisles? I don't give two shits about if you extrapolated <laughs> over something. It doesn't matter. He wasn't good enough. They fired him because the team was underachieving, in their opinion. And guess what? They went to the Stanley Cup Finals. He didn't win a playoff round with them all the years he was there. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals as soon as they fired him. I'm not saying he's the reason why they did, but he didn't contribute to their success. He was a failure there. He was successful in Boston years and years and years ago. At the end they couldn't wait to get rid of him because they weren't making the playoffs either.
1: Another reason why he struggled to be successful is
0: because he's because he's not a good he's not a good candidate. That's what
1: Hold up, I mean. stop. The reason he struggled, look at Carey Price and his production. Carey Price's production went downhill when Claude Julien joined, and it's not saying that. Oh, Sorokin's production would go down over that time period. Carry Price's, he just—he thirty years old, the guy was kind of towards the tail end. He his production has been significantly down. The dominant years of Kerry Price being a top five goalie ended, or ending around that time period when they had that coach change. Simple as that. Guy got banged up and injured more often, and Maybe he, it's because Claude he's Julien was there. He's simple as that. He's not the same goalie. Maybe it's because Claude Julian got there
0: and they weren't as good. And he's got there and all of a sudden the goalie doesn't play well again. I don't want that. That's the strongest part of our team. I'm totally out on Claude Julian. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for cementing my feelings.
1: Here it is again. You look at the years before Claude Julian, right? Still 9 2 plus save percentage year after year after year. I mean, look when Claude Julian's there. 311 goals against average. I mean, right? Had a decent year there in 2018 19. 918 save percentage, decent goals against average. Every other year after that, somewhat banged up, or just hasn't been the same. Okay, producer. he was there you in 2000. Guy who can play in net, okay. he's strong enough in net. Okay. You struggle to win games. Okay. Simple as that.
0: He was there in 2016 and 17. Julian was also. So he had a 923 save percentage when Julian was there as well.
1: That was so. when Julian took over towards the tail end of the season. That's correct. He, he coached 24 games that year, 2016-17. He went 16-7-1. and 1.
0: Well, there you go, see? And you're trying to say he, that Julian sabotaged him I'm after saying,
1: that? No, what I'm saying is Claude Julian. it's tough to win games when your guy who is locked into that huge, whatever, $10 million-a-year contract, your Vesna trophy-winning goalie, the guy who needs to perform doesn't perform. It's tough to be successful when that happens. No. All I'm saying is, right, we can look at the Claude Julian and say, okay, goaltending wasn't there and they were paying a goaltender to be the guy and he didn't play like the guy all
0: right whatever so i mean i guess it's easier to fire claude julian when lou lamarillo leaves after next year i guess that maybe that's the one benefit because he won't last out if lamarillo's gone he won't be there okay i just i just i'm just not a claude julian fan i not to put the team over the top he's just not that guy
1: Okay. He, and the only thing I think about too is he's got the working experience in the past, right? You had mentioned that was one of the Brahmers you thought would help, you know, uh, close Julian or h- would help, you know, a head coach with Lou Lamarillo. Remember, Lou Lamarillo and close Julian do have a working relationship in the past.
0: Yep. That's right. Uh, Lamarillo fired him with three games to go in the regular season because he wasn't getting the job done.
1: Freaking nuts. Yeah. Okay. That's the truth. Just hold on. They fired him with three games left in, in the regular season. They were number one in the division. He lasted, he didn't even last a full
0: year under Lou Lamarillo. Not even a full year. Not even a full year. And he fired him in season. Three games to go in regular season. He fired him because yeah. he wasn't the answer.
1: Think, He's out. think about this. They were his record when they fired him, he was 47, 24, and 8. And they fired him.
0: Guess what? He wasn't getting the job done. Not to the level that they wanted. There you go. And you want to know who took over behind the bench? Captain Lou Lamarillo. That's who. <laughs> Lou thinks he, he's a better coach than Claude Julian. He <laughs> knows that.
1: Here we go. Well, now we know at least we have two head coaches lined up because here's the thing. If Claude Julian's not footing the bill, Lou Lamarillo could just fire him and step right behind the bench again.
0: Okay. The next head coach is going to be somebody – I think Rick Tockett could be the next guy, the more I'm thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I think you're nuts. I okay. think you're nuts. That's fine. Anyway, and so I, I, just, I mentioned why I thought maybe Claude Julien's a fit. Now, I've seen other names thrown out there. Right, He's the guy who's on my short list. Now, I don't think Lane Lambert's the guy. People will say, oh, Lane Lambert coached well. When uh, you know when uh, when Trotz was out for that few game stretch, they were two one and zero. Look at the competition, and when we played Washington, we looked like we were you know we were in the deep end of the pool drowning. Again, you know I think it's unfair to say, hey, I'm gonna take a a three game window and be hypercritical over that, but I just don't think Lane Lambert's a guy for us.
0: I will say the younger players played better under Lane Lambert.
1: They did, but he does not fit my criteria, and he has no head coaching experience and no playoff experience as a head coach.
0: I think if he was going to be named the head coach, they would have already done it.
1: I do agree with that. If they really wanted him and they they said, you are number one choice, why wait?
0: Yes, I agree.
1: So that's why, again, I kind of put him as not so much. Now, you did mention Peter DeBoer, grumpy old man. What's your thoughts on him?
0: I don't want him. He's still under contract in Vegas anyway. So yes.
1: I know his name gets brought up. His 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 future is being questioning because, you know, what his results were this year. Again, I didn't think with San Jose towards Talon he was a waste. I've got I I have no interest in Peter DeBoer, None at all.
0: I think it's his name and the way he looks. I mean he coached for the Devils. I'm just usually against Devils coaches, devil's players, devil's coaches. Yeah. They just, I mean, it's and I also heard maybe Scott Stevens as a possible uh, head coach. But then the issue is he didn't Tell want to be. That's, that's
1: a joke, please.
0: It's not a joke. and But, you know, re- the reason why he left as an assistant coach for one year, I forget where he was coaching, he was there for one year, he didn't want to spend time away from his family. Well, if that's the case, you're not going to want to be a head coach.
1: Okay. But no, he could also
0: play defense too.
1: <laughs> well, here we go. If we got a defenseman out, suit up suit up, Scott, Scott Stevens. He's girl. in his 50s, so yeah. Well, as long as he's got the Rod Niedermeyer connection. What's the score of the game, Grump?
0: I have no idea.
1: They keep What's blaring the over there. I know you're looking. What's the score? No, the actually,
0: game? I'm looking at my drink. Is that okay? Can
1: you not give what? me the update, Grump?
0: See how much drink I got left? Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to make it through the whole podcast because I have one backup drink. I don't have two.
1: <laughs> Hold on. How many drinks? You got one backup drink? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you know, now when I actually look at Peter DeBoer, his playoff success is there. But ugh, I know they didn't make the postseason this last year. He's, with he's still
0: under contract to Vegas. I understand. He'd have, to be, he'd have to be fired before you bring him in. You're fired.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I look at these. He, he did have that. I forgot that. I, for whatever reason, I thought he was with San Jose longer than he was.
0: He was with San Jose, but I think you got him to the Stanley Cup finals one year.
1: His postseason experience is there. He's been successful in the postseason too, Grump. I'll pop it up on screen. I had to look this up and put it in perspective. I forgot how successful Peter DeBoer has been in the postseason. I don't know if that's large enough. Are you able to see those?
0: Yep, I'm able to see, see that a little more. Yeah, I think he got the Devils to the Stanley Cup Finals one year. Um, he got the Sharks there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just that's something about him. I don't. He doesn't. I don't know.
1: Because he doesn't play a sexy style of hockey? I don't know. I think that's a guy who's cut similar from a same, similar, not exactly not exactly the same, but similar cloth to Barry.
0: I don't want guys like that. Haven't you seen enough of that?
1: That is successful in the playoffs. Like it or not. We're not
0: going to make the playoffs.
1: If Hold on, right? This is all under the assumption that Lou Lamarillo will make the additions to this team that need to be made this offseason. Then I want
0: Babcock then I absolutely want Babcock. If you're going to actually make the changes necessary to possibly make a Stanley Cup run, I want a guy who's been there, done that. That's Mike Babcock. Or Quinville. Not somebody who, oh, I got close. No. I want somebody who's actually been there and done that. That's what I want.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough, Grumpy. Like I, guess, I said. If you were to become available, I know it was anti-Peter DeBoer, now I'm looking at these numbers, and I have to go back. I mean, those San Jose teams used to be really—I mean, they used to be really successful too. I mean, that's when—that's uh, when you had all those guys kind of starting. They were all on the peak of their career. You've got your Brent Burns, your Eric Carlson, your Mark Edwars You had you know, left and right. And that was the time period I think when they traded at the deadline for Evander Kane before signing to that long-term deal, and he kind of lit—you know, he was—he caught fire too for signing the big deal and then getting released and all the other items and issues that have followed him as well. Okay.
0: It looks like your thing is out of date, by the way, because they don't even have this year's numbers up for him.
1: They don't have them up yet. That's correct. So but I'm just showing, hey, the postseason success and a postseason, he's been a successful coach, right? If we're postseason success is one of those things that are important to me, not end all be all. But it's something I'd like our next coach to have, you know, a little bit. He's a seasoned coach I because, I, I, again, I feel like the window is so finite and short that we can't risk on a, an unknown entity or a guy who, you know, maybe not not a less, you know, more a more volatile selection who, you know, could be a fantastic coach, maybe he's a great playoff guy, maybe a great regular season coach, but a guy who also may be good in regular season and shits to bed in the playoffs because this is his first time being there.
0: Okay. Uh, like I said, me right now, I'm for a it, uh or a Babcock, either one. Let I think Tockett for the long haul. Babcock, short term.
1: I've seen Paul Maurice's name thrown out there a few times as well. Wouldn't that be funny, right? The speculation is that Barry Trotz is going to be possibly the head coach. He's going to go back home and coach for Winnipeg. It Wouldn't it just be quite unique if, uh, <laughs> if we were to get Paul Maurice, who stepped down halfway through the season coaching the Winnipeg Jets this year?
0: Paul Maurice has been a good coach. He's been a good coach. Um, Barry Trotz would do wonders for Winnipeg, I think.
1: Now, would you be a Paul Maurice guy? Would you be upset if they were to hire a guy like Paul Maurice?
0: No. I don't think the head coach is going to have much of an impact on the direction of the team unless there's significant changes. It's not like somebody's going to throw magic dust on the Islanders and this cast and crew of characters that we have is good enough to win a Stanley Cup. It is not. We need to make the necessary changes. I don't think it matters. Now, if Lou feel, felt that the room had turned Barry off, you had to make the change. Until That's Lou,
1: so It's not magic dust. It's a different voice. And sometimes a different voice resonates with the players, right? and maybe they just had grown complacent, and they just kind of like... Coaches sometimes just occasionally run their course, and that's what I think happened with Barry. So the magic dust, it's not magic dust per se, but it's a new perspective that gives them a little bit of a bounce as well, and a possibly new coach can give them a bounce.
0: Okay, 75% of our forwards are 30 and older. That hasn't changed. I don't care what type of magic dust you put on them. They're not getting better. We need to upgrade the offense changes have to be made the coach doesn't matter if the players had tuned Barry out he had to go it doesn't matter who you bring in unless you bring in new players particularly the forward group
1: hold on I'm just gonna tell you that the coach doesn't matter grumpy
0: no not with this group it doesn't
1: I'm guys in their 30s? Name. Grumpy, Grumpy, are you throwing your name in the ring? I think you're throwing your name in the ring. I'm throwing my name in the ring if the coach doesn't matter. I think all the listeners of the show are throwing their name in the ring too if the coach what
0: I mean know. When I say doesn't matter, this group of players is not good enough to win a Stanley Cup. Barry Trotz got the most out of them for a couple of years. They got to the semifinals. That was the extent. We've talked about it on the show. He got the most out of that group of players as he could. No one else could have got more. Other coaches might have been able to get the same, but you could not get any more out of them because they're just not
1: good enough. I'm going to ask you again. Maybe you're forgetting the the exercise. So what I'm asking is, assuming we make the decisions, right? We're looking at each coach, assuming the offseason goes according to plan. The offseason plan, right, is to add a bona fide top six winger, a real legit top six winger, two. at least one at least one, two, at least one left two. a top four left-handed defenseman.
0: You need three new players to really compete.
1: Okay. So let's let's go ahead, let's not get caught on that detail. I'm just saying at least. At least, right? Grumpy, you can have as many as you want, in your hypothetical. We're talking about all these coaches if they make the changes needed to be done. We're not talking about if they bring in a new coach and saying, hey, we're gonna re-sign back every single player and not make any changes. Right? If that's the case, Lou should have been gone yesterday as well.
0: Okay. So are they older players?
1: Every single one of these coaches, if the right changes have been made.
0: Maybe Jacob Jacob Chikrin loves Rick Tockett and he wants to go play for the Islanders. (laughs) Maybe we should bring them we should bring Rick Tockett in, right? That'd help expedite that trade. I don't
1: know. Christ almighty, we're playing a, we're playing a, an intuitive game to where we kind of get to play along, and your response is, doesn't matter who the hell the coach is. They can throw anybody out there that can have the same.
0: It, that's right, unless we upgrade the talent level on team, that's correct.
1: God damn it. Let's assume we've upgraded the talent, Grumpy. Which coach? So uh, stop that. I don't want to hear, again, this podcast that doesn't matter who the coach is.
0: Well, who are the guys you're moving out? Who are the forwards you're moving out because oh, you have stop, to move some God
1: guys? Damn it. Out. We just got a new We just lost our head coach on Monday and you can't worry you're not even thinking about who the next head coach is. You're still complaining and can't take your eyes off of You have what players are we moving out? We have all offseason to talk about that. Who knows how long we have to talk about who the oh, next head coach is? You're asking.
0: From? You're asking me who the head coach will be, but I want the parameters. Are we moving out older players or younger players and draft picks? If we're moving younger players and draft picks for older players, I want Mike Babcock. If we're moving out older players and keeping our draft picks, I want Rick Tockett. Is is that simple enough for you?
1: We're going name by name that's out there circulating at the moment and talking about do we think they're a good fit for the way the Islanders are structured, and even if they make the changes needed, are they a good fit with the changes needed, Grump?
0: They're all a good fit because they're unemployed right now. So they're going to give you their best. Whatever their best is, they're going to give it to you because they don't have a job right now.
1: I don't get what's so complex about this.
0: You're making it difficult. I've already given you the you answer six different times.
1: To work with sometimes, Grump, and right now you're doing that.
0: I have already told you six times the guys that I want, and you you're just don't want to listen
1: to list. this. I just said it, and I'll say it again. We're going down the list of the names that are being thrown out there right now and talking about, is that a good fit for us? How could it be a good fit? Or is that a bad fit for us? And how is that a bad fit? That's what we're doing. I asked so what, who was on your shortlist, so so and so you so just listed two guys, and that was going to be it of the discussion. We're mm-hmm. talking about you've talked who's on your shortlist. I talked who's on no. my shortlist, no. and now we're going down no. the remaining listing no. characters. The other names no. are being thrown out there. That's not Don't
0: how think. it played out. I was giving you the shortlist, and then you wanted to t- t- talk about each guy as we went. I was going to give you the shortlist, but no, then that wasn't good enough for you. We had to go through and give the whole litany of them. So I gave you a list. Then I asked you who you wanted. I gave you my list. Those are the guys I want. Those three guys. That's my short list. We're three to the short We're list. Three, 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 three. That's We're the short
1: through list. your list. We're through your list. You know, what did I just say? We went through your list, went through my list, and now what are we doing, Grumpy? What did I just have a list. You had one now, guy. That's your list, one guy? One guy. One guy is the guy who I've got on the short list at the moment. It's not saying it can't wow. add to the short list, but right now I've got one guy who I think is the front runner, one guy who I think is a good fit for us. That being said, right, we've to your short list, my short list. And guess what? I'm not going to duplicate your items. List, okay, first of all, list.
0: hold on. Your short list isn't even a list. It's one fucking guy. <laughs> it's like when they run unopposed at, the, at an election. Uh, who is it? Well, it's X or nobody. That's your list. Nobody else. You don't even have a list. At least I gave you a list. You don't even have a list. You're listless.
1: Grump. You're, again, missing the forest for the trees.
0: Listen here, no list, Larry. What else you want to talk about?
1: So we went through the list. Now, Grump, what are we doing? We're going to explore the other names that are being thrown out there. That's where we are right now. Can we bring us back to where we are at the moment? Going through the list of the player or the coaches that's names are being thrown out there. That's where we are at the moment, Grump. Hopefully, we could could be on the same page. We were just talking about Paul Maurice, right? Originally, I'm like, not so much, right? Uh, But, you know, I just... I'm fine
0: with him. I'm fine with him. I'm fine does it with him. Bother I you, with it bother
1: you, does it bother you with the way he left Winnipeg?
0: No, it does not. He's been, he was there a long time. It does not bother me. He was there a long time.
1: He's not he's not one of the first names that come on that. You know, as much as I said Peter DeBoer is a no thank you, if he if he were to be fired or if he were to be let go. I wouldn't be opposed to a Peter DeBoer. I know originally I was like, yeah, not so much. Again, the more I look at his success, and I'll have to go back and look at those rosters too, but he's had he had immense success in the playoffs. I wouldn't be opposed to a guy like Peter DeBoer.
0: Okay, I like Paul Maurice. Why do you like him? Because I do. I like him. I like the way he looks. He looks sounds like a stand-up guy. He you know, can he can have a team that generates some offense, without a doubt. Absolutely. You,
1: know, you want to know the crazy thing? It's like I'm on a podcast, Grump, to where I, we're going to talk about options, and you say you like them, and it's almost like it'd be crazy. It's like you weren't expected for me to ask you why you like the coaching candidate, and your response was, "I like him. He looks good.
0: Look at I like name. how I like how when I pick a guy, you pick him apart. Then when you pick a guy, and I pick him apart." You don't think I should be allowed to do that, like Claude? No, James.
1: you can pick him apart. Our job right now is to go through. Guess what? If you like him, my job is to play devil's advocate. Why do we not like him? And guess what? If I like him, I want you to do the same, Grump. We're looking at every single one of these candidates through unfiltered lens. Okay. Holy shit, Grump! I, I like Paul Maurice. I think I think you're i think he's I'm confused right I now. Think Paul Maurice mm-hmm.
0: has been successful. He's successful in Carolina and as well as Winnipeg. I just think his time ran out there. I like Paul Maurice. I think he's a good coach.
1: He won the cup originally for the Carolina Hurricanes. Did he not?
0: Uh, I I think he did, yes. Well, it was either him or Laviolette.
1: No, it had to be Laviolette. Okay. But he, he lost, was they lost in the Stanley Cup finals in 2001, 2002.
0: But he was successful for them. I mean, I like I like Paul Maurice.
1: He was with Winnipeg for a long time. Yeah. And again, they just kind of stagnated on there. They probably needed a new voice. That Winnipeg team, they you know, had, had been some very successful years. But go ahead, Grump.
0: They had players calling out other players um, this season. So, I mean, I think Shevel Dayoff is a GM there. And I think that's kind of an issue. So, like I said, I have no problem with Paul Maurice at all. None. I think whoever they hire is going to be short-term anyway because when a new general manager comes in, if the team isn't super successful, they're going to pick their own guy. And it's probably going to be a younger guy because they're going to turn over the roster of all the old guys. And then who do we get to communicate with the younger players? That's more than one or two years. You could talk about this one year. I don't think it makes much of a difference, honestly, but going forward, You're going to see the new GM come in and get a new head coach.
1: That's the reason why when I'm looking at these coaches, right? That's why I said playoff experience and playoff success is ultra important. It just is because I don't think they have a huge window to win with the way the team is currently set up, unless you make drastic moves this offseason to you know revamp and revitalize and put a youthful look on the team. Simple as that. Yep. So you and I are on the same page on that area. And uh, you know another name I've been heard that everybody links, and again, I'm not sure if it's just because his relationship in New York and where he's coached in the past. I see John Tortorella's name thrown out there a lot. What are your opinions on John Tortorella?
0: No. No, I don't
1: want him. I have no interest in John Tortorella. Why don't
0: you I want think. John Tortorella? Why don't you want him? Why? How come you don't
1: want him? I don't think his style would fit and mesh well with this team. John Tortorella is a very bombastic coach. He's a guy who's, you know, very opinionated. I think John Tortorella works well with teams that are younger and can kind of be whipped into shape. The Islanders are not a younger team and the Islanders do not need to be whipped into shape. I don't think his style Meshes well with the way the team is currently constituted. That's why I don't like t- John Tortorella. How about you, Grump?
0: Um, actually, I think his style would come in and shake up these lazy fat cat veterans that we've had. He's gonna he's gonna get all over them. It's not gonna be that. Oh, Anders Lee, you're great. Jo- Josh Bailey, yeah, I know you don't score or shoot the puck. That's okay. We like you, Josh. We like all the intangible. No, he's gonna get right in their face. So maybe that's something this team does need.
1: I think that's that's a good it's a good way to think about. It. But let me ask you this: Do you think if he goes too far overboard, which he's known to do multiple times throughout his coaching career, do you think you'll have a player mutiny to where they want nothing to do with him and they say well, he's got to go? Do you think something like that could ever be in the cards if you brought a guy like Tortorella in? Because I could see that you see him go way overboard, way across the line, and it's just like I could see that rubbing this team who has been. In this, Islanders, think about the majority of our team. They all have great relationships with each other. They've all been there for a long time, long time. I could see that shaking things up possibly could be in a good way. I can also see it being in a very bad way. I don't want to take a risk on it being in the bad way.
0: I don't give a shit. These guys are all in their 30s. I could care less what their attitudes are. Perform or leave. Anders Lee, you got a no trade? I'm going to make you beg for a trade. I want you – I'm going to treat you like the dog you are. I got no problem with that. Jesus These Christ. guys need to be shook. We have a finite
1: like window. You're willing to roll the dice on a guy like John Tortorella who could have a freaking negative, a negative reaction to the way the team is currently constituted. So what's the thing?
0: What's the worst-case scenario? He pisses off the veterans and they all want to leave? Great. Then he's succeeded in my book.
1: So you, you then would say, I don't need, we don't need to win a cup. Is that correct? We're not winning here's, a cup. Here's the thing. I'm still holding out hope now. With a new coach, I could see that depending on who it is, if we're able to make the changes and tweak the system a bit, I think we could have more success. Not saying ultra success. I think we could have more success than we did this last year. It's not guaranteed, but I, 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 I at least I'm more hopeful for playoffs as well as postseason success than what I was going in if we were keeping the same coach and not making too many alterations in the offseason. But Lou making this move shows me, hey, we're serious about the alterations we're making, in my opinion.
0: Well, I'm going to wait to see the actual alterations. It all depends on the type of – that's why I asked what are the parameters of the type of players we're bringing in. Rick Tockett could have the same effect by lighting Mm. a fire under these lazy fat cats. Absolutely he could.
1: My God, are you in the Rick Tocket fan club?
0: I just think he's a, he's a fiery personality, too.
1: Let me ask you this. Were you in Rick Tockett pen pals when you were a kid? Were I you- hated
0: Rick Tockett. hated him. He played for the Flyers and the Penguins. I hated him. Hated him. You know who else I hate? Moore Hate him. He's a good coach. If he was available, he'd be a guy I'd take, and I hate him.
1: Rick Tockett has won, I think, one postseason, one playoff series.
0: So now again, we're going back to then, Mac, Mike Babcock's your guy. He's won 100 playoff series. That's your guy.
1: Here's the thing if Mike Babcock, if he's learned from the situation, because I think he drastically screwed up in Toronto, you're not going to be able to convince me otherwise. That's the opinion I have. I think his success, I think his tenure in Toronto was wildly unsuccessful. You could argue the more that Toronto struggles year after year when he is left. That maybe makes his that that maybe makes his tenure more positive, right? If they continue to not be able to make it past the first round of the playoffs, I will tell you this, if he's learned from it, I'm not opposed to a guy like Mike Babcock. If he's still the same old Mike Babcock and he's up to those same exact, hey this is my style, it's my way, or the highway with certain things, and I like to do things possibly to pit teammates against each other'm that, that I'm not interested in with this team. He is extre- He's been extremely successful in the postseason. He has, but that's not what I'm for with this with this team. <sighs> okay, I'm I, just I, saying. Right, that's the only knock I have on Rick Tockett. Right, coach in Arizona has not had much postseason postseason experience slash success.
0: Okay, you can say that about Barry Trotz too. Before he came here,
1: he only advanced. He only
0: advanced past the first round of playoffs twice in his whole career until he came here twice
1: rick talking has four postseason wins in his entire coaching career he coached
0: arizona he coached arizona he also coached coached tampa tampa was a dumpster fire back then
1: are you noticing a trend he coaches teams that are dumpster fires is that just cool competitive
0: and he gets them to be competitive that's why i'm saying if you're going if you're looking for younger players to turn a team around going into the future, Rick Tock your guy. If you're looking for immediate right now or getting rid of young guys, going with the veterans, then he's not your guy. It's Mike Babcock. That's why I said that. There's a reason why I say things. You would not give me the parameters for the type of players we're bringing in, so I had to do both scenarios because you didn't do your job as uh, moderator of the show.
1: Yeah, okay. All I'm going to tell you is this. It seems like every single stop he goes to is a team that's struggling mightily. And he's just a transition coach. That's not where we are. And that's not what 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 time period we're in. We a are not
0: a team, team in transition. We are a team in transition. If
1: okay, not, that's not okay. If we were a team in transition, we wouldn't be looking to make any additions this offseason. We'd be selling players and we'd be saying, Oh, well, don't worry about coming back here, Matt Barzal. We're in rebuild mode. We're not that team.
0: We're going to find out. We don't know no, yet. We're,
1: not, we're going to find out. They already said they're looking to make additions to the defense and they're looking to make additions to the forward group. That They've already said that, Grump.
0: Let's see what he actually does. I do think, regardless of what moves we make in the offseason, this is a team in transition. We have eight forwards who are 30 or older. Eight starting forwards, 30 or older. This is by definition a team that is approaching transition. Guys in their 30s, particularly average players, do not play well in their
1: 30s. You keep getting caught up on this fact alone. I've told you a million times. We are looking at this through the lens of Lou Lamarillo makes the deals and trades to make this team more competitive. How many different – does anybody know how to say that in French? Maybe Swahili so Grumpy understands what type of experiment we're doing here. Okay.
0: Uh, It's like you just don't want – you just whatever answer I give, you're going to pick it apart. Mike Babcock. That's my pick. I don't want anybody else. Only Mike Babcock. Everybody else on the list sucks. Mike Babcock's the guy. That's the only guy I want. He's the only guy qualified. Him and Quinville. That's it. No one else even applied for the job. How about that? Does that make you happy now?
1: No, I just don't get why I get pushed back and you keep diverting. We are in a time period where we fired a coach on Monday and you can't take your fixation off of what type of players we need to add. The coach was fired two fucking days ago. and you You can't hold on. You can't. You can't. You can't move your focus off of the players we need to bring this offseason to even look at moving without a it, coach for two days, right? That's the hot topic on Islanders Nation. I can't bring myself to talk about the hot topic, the big trending item. I got to talk about, well, we need to do this with these players. I'm like, dude, let's talk okay. about right. now, Let, me, let me explain the it
0: to the simpleton that you are. Let me just explain it to you. The type of player you're going and the type of coach you have are intertwined. I get he it. saw it we saw it with Barry and the type of players we brought in. If you're going for just a veteran team because that's what we want to do, then Mike Tockett's your then Mike Babcock's your guy. If you're looking for a team that okay, yeah, we're going to bring in some guys but they're going to be younger players, well guess what then? We're going to have to bring in a Rick Tocket type.
1: That's what we're going to do. When you see Grumpy, this you is all who's
0: not on the list, Claude freaking Julian, not on the list.
1: You know what I see here, Grumpy? If yeah. you want to lose, L- bring in
0: Claude Julien.
1: Lou Lamarillo said... If you mid-season. want to get fired
0: in midseason by Lou Lamarillo, Claude Julian's your guy.
1: Remember, when you speak over and I'm speaking, it muffles the volume for people who listen to the podcast. So let's try to keep that to a minimum. Anyway, with with this with this right here, Lou Lamarillo said they're looking to add a top four left defenseman and they're looking to add forwards uh, via okay. trade. They they're looking to add to this team. Okay. They're not restructuring and blowing shit up and saying, whoa, everybody who's over the age of 30, we're blowing you out of the water. Right? Okay. This team is looking to compete next year. What coach, assuming we're looking to compete, what coach is giving us the best opportunity to do that?
0: Okay. That's First what the all,
1: experiment has been.
0: I want you to actually read the tweet because you leave out certain words. Okay? Let me Let pull the
1: exact the- quote. It's a tweet from Andrew Gross. You can read it, Grumpy, and as I pull up the I'm exact to. quote I'm from going that,
0: to. Lou on off-season improvements. Improve the defense offensively. Okay. I agree with that. That's a chicken type. Maybe a Vince Dunn type. Who knows? Here's the next one. Maybe make a hockey trade with forwards. Maybe. He didn't say get new forwards or absolutely uh, make trades with forwards. maybe make a hockey trade with forwards. Get improvement out of our younger players. That's a definitive statement. Maybe makes it the same like, eh, Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I don't know. The other two he was emphatic about. Not about the forward group, though.
1: Let me go ahead and bring maybe. you up the exact quote because, oh, my God. Maybe. Let me bring you up the exact quote. You got to give me sex. You're going to have to stall for a second. You're That's fine. pull that up.
0: That's fine because we've been letting you talk the whole damn podcast anyway. Your insane ramblings, how you want to bring Cla- Claude Julian who hasn't won a playoff series since 1913, 14, uh, or t- I'm sorry, yeah, it might as well be 19, 13, 14. Uh, that's the last time he won a playoff series where we don't want Mike Babcock because he didn't win a playoff series with Toronto, who was playing really good Boston teams back then and Tampa Bay. So w- we're going to throw him under the bus. He doesn't count, even though he's won multiple Stanley Cups and uh, resurrected a dead franchise in Toronto. He's not good enough, but Claude Frick and Julian, who Lou Lamarillo wouldn't even let finish out a whole first year with him, He's a good pick, a guy who was fired by Toronto, by Montreal last year, and all of a sudden they go on a run to the Stanley Cup. He wasn't good enough to be there. Maybe the good thing about hiring Claude Julien is you'll fire him before the end of the year, and it will send us on a Stanley Cup run. So maybe that's why he's more appealing to you. How about that? Right, Grump?
1: I've got it. Thank you. You stalled long enough. Thank you, Grump. Here you go. This again, I hate to bring this exact article up. It's like you don't read or you don't pay attention, We'd like to improve our defense if we can, as far as offensively. If there's a way of making a hockey deal, certainly with our forwards, we would do that.
0: If there's a way.
1: Think, if there's a way. You think what we have to do is get improvement from our younger players and also a more complete year from some of our veterans as we did last year. Does that sound like a team that's looking to rebuild and looking for, I'm only looking for young guys to perform? When I say we need to get more improvement from younger players and also a more complete year from some of our veterans, that would say they want a coach that can also not only just bring out you know the best in the young players, but also help the vets perform the way they did in years past. So a healthy balance. Somewhat that's arguably.
0: GM speak. All that's GM speak.
1: That's correct. It's all GM speak. Yeah. They're so, not. Gonna, what I've gathered from this is there's no fucking way in hell they're just looking to get the revamp and blow up the team. So that the thing that you couldn't get over who you're adding and everything like that, they're saying they're looking to make moves this offseason. That's what that statement means. They this team right here is looking to make some sort of move to improve for next year. That's what actually, this means.
0: Actually, that's not what he said. He said we'd like to improve our defense if we can. As for, we'd like to do it. Doesn't mean we're going to. We'd like to. And if there's a way of making a hockey trade, certainly with our forwards, we do that. If there's a way, we'd like to do this. You want to know something? That's like when we always try to sign free agents. Well, we'd love to sign. This guy as a free agent. Never do. So I think we're going to run the whole unit back next year. Thanks, TJ, for the clarification. I appreciate it.
1: You see how tough it is to work with you? We have brand spanking news about head coach being fired. And that's what everybody's talking about. Who are I the head coaching who I candidates? Wanted. Who are head? Stop, stop. Listen for a second. Who are the head coaching candidates? And you can't bring yourself off of what we need to do this offseason regarding player personnel decisions. Not even for one. Not even for. Not even for thirty or forty five minutes. Not even. But, not even Grumpy couldn't do that.
0: But you don't think that the player purse, the players that they have, and the coach should have some type of connection? In any way, if it's a certain coaching style for the players that you're bringing in, that's a guy you want. You don't want to bring in a guy like Barry Trotz and we're going to load him up with offensive players. That would just be dumb, right? That's why I asked that question.
1: Do you remember when I said on my short list that was one of the first things I mentioned? Maybe, again, you weren't listening very much, but that's why I said I want a guy who's cut from a similar cloth to Barry Trot. It's not the same, but similar. I just know you're not listening. Were you checking your fantasy baseball lineup at that point or watching a Rangers game? I said specifically we can't have a guy that goes straight from playing defense to playing all-out attack and offense like under Doug Weight. We need a guy to take a slow transition and to find a healthy median but still have a defensive focus. That was one of the first things I mentioned grump first things
0: i and i heard what you said no
1: you didn't it
0: i did i did i just want yeah. mike babcock okay that's the guy i want joel quindle or mike babcock they're the best coaches out there those are the guys i want
1: thank you so much. we were playing why the coach would work and why they weren't and who was on a short list of you and i so they work because they're was- the
0: two best coaches available that's why
1: thanks for them. Hopefully it wasn't too tough to listen to the arguing and bickering, but if you stuck around this long, we're going to get to the fan comment section afterwards. Today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Hockey Fans. The pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win. and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs, you can do so with Draft. DraftKings. DraftKings' same-game parlays. Um, You could do just that. Uh, Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, um, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payday. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN and bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and, requirement, minimum age and eligibility restrictions uh, apply. See the show note in the description for additional details. Got comments here. Yep, Drew L., yep. Smash the like button and subscribe. Absolutely, Drew. Uh, what's up, Jason C.? How are you doing? Coach Tommy B. says here, life goes on, gents, but how different it will be is another question for certain. I think that we're going to have better result next year. It's not guaranteed, but I think we're going to make the changes that are needed to have a more successful team on the ice. David S. says, hello. What's up, David? How are you doing? Connor saying, thank you guys for the emergency podcast Monday. um, It was much needed. Thankfully, I wasn't as shocked as the cartel media because I listened to this podcast.
0: That's right. We look at all different scenarios here.
1: That's right, Connor. There. Thanks always for listening and tuning in. But yeah, we weren't shocked. Uh, Emmanuel R says the best part about firing Barry is Lou put all the pressure on himself. Now it's a make or break time for him. I agree. There's no more discrepancy or question as to who is more at fault. We'll know really quickly who the who the mastermind to the struggle is.
0: And this is his last hire. He won't get another chance. This is this is this is his baby now.
1: Anthony R says, uh, we're getting killed in the media about firing Barry Trotz. The fan base in the forums are losing their minds. They want lose heads. Head, LOL.
0: Unintelligent fans, honestly. They don't. Were they happy with this season? Were they happy? I don't know. You tell me. Was the team going to win a Stanley Cup with Barry Trotz? No. Is it going to win it with somebody else? Probably not. But you know what? That's okay. Lou made the judgment. He talked to the players, in their exit interviews. He didn't like what he heard. Coach has to go.
1: I kind of hear from Frank K saying, um, "I swear to God, Brent Thompson better not be the next coach. I'll flip out. There's no. There's about a zero percent chance of that happening. I can't buy that. A guy who was on a hot seat." and the AHL last year waking his way up to an NHL team when they have a finite window. There's no chance of that. Anthony R saying, Lou is feeling the pressure now. I see him making a bunch of moves this offseason. I'm fired up. Same here. I just hope he does. That's what I want. I want
0: a lot of change on this team. We need change.
1: D-Cut saying, nice shirt, Grump. Thank you. Um... Uh Emmanuel are also saying here, I think if Lou doesn't hire a first time NHL coach, I bet it's Joe Quinville. Um, his approach is more balanced to the rest of these retreads.
0: That's very possible. Quinville's the best guy out there. He is the best coach out there. If he didn't have the baggage, that that's an easy selection. But he'd still be in Toronto, uh in Florida if he didn't have the baggage, right?
1: Drew L says here, Grumpy. You may have uh, not said uh, he had Dumbo ears, but I said it through the screen. Well, thank you for that, Drew. Uh, time B said, I can announce that I'm being hired as the next head coach with D-Cut as my assistant. The coach doesn't matter, you said. That's right. It doesn't matter.
0: If those two guys are the coaches. doesn't matter.
1: Chris says here, um, I, don't get, uh, I don't get the shit everyone is saying on Twitter about firing Barry. I think it just had to be done.
0: It did. If the players, and particularly Matt Barzell, was not going to resign or was unhappy with Barry Trotz, the coach's got to go. Barry got the most he could out of this group of players. He did. Did a great job. Got the maximum out of their abilities, probably more than the ability they have. Need a new group of players. The other ones Matt tuned him out. Time to move on. Nothing wrong with that.
1: There were a lot of items as to why he needed to get fired or to get relieved of his duty is a nice way of saying it. That was one of them. There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, Emmanuel R, and we talked about him ad nauseum last podcast on Monday and even a little bit earlier today. Emmanuel R said, in regards to the Taves Letty debate, I agree with Trotz that Letty played great, but uh, it was more of a he was it was more that he was a fit for the for Barry's system. Doesn't mean that he has more talent than Taves, but it just that was the problem.
0: If you can't see anything but your system, it's no problem jettisoning him. Honestly, best you want the most talent on your team. You do. Devontae's wasn't an abomination defensively. He'd only played what one full year, and you traded him because you wanted to keep a Nick freaking Letty, who's played deteriorated since 2014-15. It was just dumb.
1: Matthew S says here, I need to see how this plays out before I bring out my opinion. Oh, I think you should be. I think we should be excited. I don't think that throwing. I I, I just I one hundred percent do believe that the room tuned him out towards the tail end. Now, I remember Frank K asking that earlier on of the season. I said no, not yet towards the tail end. I said yes. I think they definitely tuned him out. And you know we're at a spot to where we we can't afford to you know have a have a head coach where the team has kind of tuned him out. You know, it, anytime that happens, it's it's the writing on the wall. It's done for the coach. That and many other reasons. Um, yeah. Oh, Tommy B says Mitch Korn is likely retiring.
0: I just make sure he's not going anywhere else. Still under contract.
1: Hmm. Um, D cut says, I think Tampa Bay's finished. Looks like they ran out of gas after the first period last night.
0: Yeah. Toronto. I- I'll tell you what, the officiating has been really, really bad. Really generous to Toronto in this series. Just really has been. And Toronto's playing like they want to win. You know, kudos to them.
1: Um, Alex 44 says, amazing. All the comments I see about the Islanders missed the playoffs because of the road trip slash COVID. Nobody seems to notice how uninspired the team played. Their win-loss record against winning teams as well. Yep. Something Except, we've been talking about for a long time that people just nah, don't care about.
0: And that was evident from the preseason on. It was very evident. We brought it up before the season started. That's why you come here, honestly. Why, Grumpy? Because you wanna you want to be with the curve. Be ahead of the curve. We are the curve here.
1: God damn it. How many times I was trying to set you up like a volleyball set. I said, why, Grumpy? And I was just expecting you to say, because we are the curve. And you butchered it. Okay. Frank K says Vasilevsky looks shot.
0: Oh, I disagree. He was really good in the second period last night. One yeah. shot he should have saved, but he made a bunch of tremendous saves in traffic yesterday. He's not shot.
1: Uh Tony Biel says Sorokin's a stud with or without them. I do agree with that. I think Sorokin's a guy who is an unbelievable netminder. I again, I think you know, he's better with Pierre Greco, and Mitch Korn than without them, though. But you know, I, I think he's going to be solid with or without them.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, I think so too.
1: Jurel says, but now it's the best time to sell the vets. Obviously, that's not a surprise. Take or take or not not a surprise. Take or anything.
0: But does Lou think that way?
1: We're gonna find out real quick. So I said, you know, it's no need to worry about all the, you know, oh, what are we gonna do? It's gonna be sorted real quick. You know what I mean? We're gonna know really quickly what direction we're looking at this off season. Does Lou think that this
0: group really? uh has a shot at the cup with a couple of tweaks we're going to find out because if not you might as well start moving whoever you can
1: hmm. um um charles d says what's up guys finally got my son to listen he likes the show and said you guys have good insight well thanks charles i appreciate we appreciate it grumpy and i do yes we do uh, George P. said, my commentary in the Rags game? Well, boo-hoo-hoo. Boo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Um, he hoo. says, TJ wakes up after dreaming of Phil's facts. Ooh, scary thought for certain. That does sound scary. Um, Asford Four says, even if Trotz didn't like Taves or preferred Letty over him, Lou's hands aren't clean. He's still the general manager. I agree, but again, a good general
0: manager works hand-in-hand with this coach. And I feel they did work hand-in-hand. It's just Barry just doesn't want to play anybody under the age of 30 if he can avoid it. So he's like, well, you know, look at how highly he spoke of Letty. I mean, maybe that was preparing for Barry wanting to – knew he was going to have to get rid of somebody in the offseason. He didn't want it to be Letty. He'd rather get rid of Taves, the young guy. Well, how'd that work out? Just what a fiasco.
1: I think – there are definitely items that Lou is a hundred percent responsible for. No doubt about it. And here, anything going forward, Lou, ha- Lou bears a hundred percent responsibility for, yep. I think, you know, the return that we receive for those players that's on Lou, right? He didn't, uh, Barry Trotz didn't say, "Yeah, trade Devontae's for two second-round picks." Barry Trotz didn't say, "Yeah, go ahead and sign Leo Komarov to this absurd deal with with the with the clause that you gave him." Go ahead and sign Andrews Lee to this absurd deal. Barry Trotz didn't have any say on those type of items, right? Lou still bears those burdens and should bear those burdens. And I think that's where he is showing that he struggled, and I think he's done a good job with coaching hires. I think he's done a good job, obviously, bringing over Sorokin. I think the firing of Barry Trotz is at the right time. Those are three things I think he's done well. I agree. Um, time be saying here, interesting to see a lot of mock drafts have the Islanders selecting Brad Lambert at 13. I've that's seen those two. I'm just like, oof.
0: That's the easy one to make.
1: I was going to say, we, yeah, the unfortunate one is we didn't get Tage Thompson, Brent Thompson's kid. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's unfortunate. He was the
1: second-round pick, I think.
0: And he was traded uh, from... Uh, St. Louis to Buffalo in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. I guess St. Louis isn't complaining, led them to a cup. So
1: well he he, oh, he was drafted twenty sixth overall in that 2016 draft. Here's the thing though Tage Thompson when he was traded hadn't done much of anything regarding Power. his career and performance.
0: Power forwards take a lot longer to develop. He's a big kid. That's
1: true. That's true. Certainly is I mean, he was a guy who in 41 games and and for St. Louis when he had played his rookie season with the Blues, forty-one games, nine points and in the AHL that same year, had thirty games played and eighteen points. He wasn't a guy necessarily lighting the world on fire, right? At the time period when he was traded, he was not like the the cornerstone of that of that deal. But he was a guy that I think definitely, uh, you know, Buffalo got more than they were expecting out of Tage Thompson. That's for certain. He wasn't
0: um, even great for Buffalo till this year.
1: Um, D Cut says here, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're not wrong. I mean, he had 68 points this year. And how many goals? 38 goals. Yeah, made a good year. Um, D Cut says, Gruden and Hiller were both with Lou in Toronto as well.
0: I knew Hiller was. I didn't know Gruden was.
1: Jimmy S says, nods. Hello, Grump. TJ, good to see you guys again. Thanks there, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Uh, Remember after Waite was fired, it took Lou five weeks to hire a coach.
0: He had to wait till the Stanley Cup playoffs were over, and then he hired him. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many days after the the Stanley Cup playoffs when Trotz was let go before Lou? I think it was like, what, three, four days? Maybe
1: a week? D-Cut says Lou was ready to hire DJ Smith before Trotz became available. Don't be shocked if a dark horse candidate arises.
0: I think it's a little bit different now because
1: Lou knows this is the last... This is the last
0: kick of the can for him.
1: Mark R says, "I can't imagine a rookie coach being brought in. Uh, uh, being brought in, right? Lou is in it to win now mode. Yes, I agree.
0: I think the selection of the coach will tell you or give you an inkling to what direction the team is going to go in the offseason. If they bring in some young guy, a go getter, you know, I don't know, I don't know. It's just more crazy old time. But if you bring in a young guy," who's there as a motivator to help work with young players, you could see him just start move, just making moves for younger guys. You could.
1: I would be shocked if they did that, but I'd be shocked. It's better than the path that we are currently on. That's for certain. Um, Tyler C. says here, um, there was apparently a void between uh, Barzal and Trotz. Amongst other young players. In addition, he could have, it could be having the same guys on the team for the most part, playing the same system for multiple years.
0: Yeah. We, we've heard from multiple sources that Barzell and Trots was not going to work.
1: George P says, Brian straight as a head coach. He's learned under Capuano.
0: I bet you Brian Strait's a good coach. I'm not saying he's ready to coach an NHL team, but I bet you he'd be a good coach.
1: I saw Ole Jokinen's name being thrown out there. He's not ready. No thank you on Ole Jokinen just to make that official as well. I'm not saying one day he wouldn't be, you know, a good coaching candidate. Here's the thing with the way our team is structured, he's not a guy I'd roll the dice on, especially this young in his NHL or this young into his professional coaching career, head coaching career. Um, uh, time B says Trotz came out uh in the public uh, in public to keep Letty and called him the second best player on the team. Yeah, absolutely. That's what that's what makes me think that them trading Devon Taves was more to do with Barry Trotz wanting to keep Letty. That's kind of how I come to that conclusion. And maybe it's a little reach because maybe you know, Lou saw it the same way. If Lou saw it the same way, then you're really in trouble, right? Because at least now I can have somewhat optimism that the guy who's been making the trades has been forced to make the trades because he or has or has been making the trades to make sure he tries to set up the best players for Barry's system. We're now at least have a glimmer of hope that maybe that's what it is instead of Lou agreed with Barry 100% on all of these items and all these items, these bad decisions have been Barry and Lou 100% in agreement on.
0: Um, all I can say is you found out why Barry Trotz has never been a general manager. Right hmm. there, that statement when he said that, like, yeah, no, sorry.
1: Um, I fear Lou is botching everything up.
0: We'll find out. This is this is this is it. I mean, I think that he's done after this year. Anyway, I really believe that this is his last year.
1: George B said, "Oh, Lou will saddle us with another another passes prime veteran. Hope not." Tells y'all you, you need to know about uh, about Lou Lamarillo. it was more than it was more Lou and Barry in tandem. At least to have somewhat hope that maybe some of the decisions and the questionable decisions were not only Lou but also Barry and with a new coach right, maybe he'll be receptive to wanting to fit him around whatever the new coach wants and hopefully the new coach has the right ideology in mind. That's what we're hoping. That's that's the best case scenario for us. And I'm optimistic at the moment that hopefully it's that. D cut says uh, Lou wasn't a happy camper last night during the draft lottery show.
0: How did New Jersey win the draft lottery spot again? They didn't. They're picking second.
1: Or that one. Oh, okay. I thought where they were where were they originally scheduled to pick? It wasn't second. <laughs> so they won.
0: They were the second team that won. The first team was Montreal. They were second, so they moved.
1: Yeah, they were like a bottom three or four team this last year, were they not? I. The way it works, if you win the draft lottery, you are not eligible. Now, this is the crazy change they made to it, and I'm not a big fan of it. If you win the draft lottery uh, starting this year, you cannot win the draft lottery for the next five seasons. Yeah, I that don't understand. like that Maybe you can't win it for the next four seasons. You can only win one draft lottery every five years.
0: Yeah, I don't like that either.
1: That's unbelievably dumb. I cannot believe that's a rule. They want to try to go ahead and make sure that you don't have situations where, okay, you know, a, a certain team like Edmonton wins multiple draft lotteries in a row,
0: or the Rangers. Yeah, I I, I think it or the
1: Devils. The excitement was that
0: or the Devils.
1: Yeah, I don't have any issue at all with it.
0: Me neither. It's stupid.
1: If you're that incompetent, and you're bad. You deserve i you deserve the pick higher. Simple as that. True. Um. Uh, George P. said, "Stop. Next year is already over. I'm not that pessimistic. Not yet." Uh, Tyler C. says here. Oh, here's the thing. At least with this change, it means that Lou was not completely blind to the team needing needing significant change. I think that the change of the head coach is one of those items that that hopefully lead us on that track.
0: He's not dumb. He's not dumb.
1: Yep. Uh, Tyler C. says here. We should trade for Matt Duchesne, Fiala, or Bertuzzi. Simple. Grumpy's not a fan of, of Tyler Bertuzzi.
0: Yeah, no. Duchesne, no. And Fiala, they're not trading him.
1: Well, they're, he's a restricted free agent. They're going to find the cap available to make sure that Fiala doesn't have to go.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, got a comment here from Milo Brownie says, "Uh, maybe Barry decides to spend this, um, some time with his family. And Lou asked Lane to step up. I'm all for that.
0: I think if that was gonna be the case, that it would have already been announced.
1: Talking about the the Lane Lambert. Yes. I was first says maybe Lou saw Barzal wasn't getting along with Barry and decided to, you know, choose the player over the coach. Um, players or Barzall made a bunch of comments about wanting to stay two days before the firing. Is that a coincidence?
0: It is not a coincidence.
1: I was about to say, especially here's the thing, right? I've had we've had multiple people on the show, and people we trust too say that on Friday they knew that Barry Trotz was gonna be fired Monday morning or fired sometime during that next week. And now when they ask those questions on Saturday or whatever day it was, we get to a spot where Matt Barzell said, Oh no, I want to stay here. And everybody's using it, oh, this isn't John Tavares. this isn't this. And I'll have to check the timeline. But if it was two days before, right, that happens to coincide right with when Every everyday Joe's knew that Bar, that that uh, Barry Trotz was gone, and people with the inside hand here listening to the show knew that he was going to be gone. I'm just upset they didn't let, let us know about it on Friday too. But um,
0: here's but, the thing: here's the thing. We've heard from a very reputable source that Barry and Barzy got into a screaming match during the season about ice time, yeah. and. Then you, or the line mates he was with. Barzell was unhappy with Barry Trotz. Do you think that Barzell was happy at the end of the year being demoted to a third line center, playing yeah. with Zach Parise and Oliver Wallstrom, who obviously had already checked out as well? How do you, I mean, you listen to Matt Barzell's post game pressers at the tail end of the year, he was unhappy with teammates as well. I could I would have loved to be a fly on the wall on his exit interview this year. I would have loved that.
1: Um Drill says, I second that grump. People stand no chance against him in arguments, and it's all thanks to this podcast.
0: They can't handle logic.
1: Mark R says a more open style maybe encourages Johnny Hockey or Philip Forsberg to come here. Of course, that more open style better lead to more wins, also. That's another reason, too, right? I don't want to say that that's, you know, that was a big reason, but I think that could have also played a a role into it. If we have a more open style, maybe if I've happened to wink, wink, nudge, nudge, bump into an agent or just happen to, you know, run across them real quick, right? Maybe they say they want to play in a little more open style. They don't like Barry's system. And maybe, hey, if I can open the style up a bit, we've, we can make the cap available. We can trade players. We don't need Varlamov as the backup. We don't need guys like Josh Bailey. Maybe we can free up the cap space in order to get a guy like Johnny Hockey or Philip Forsberg if they last to unrestricted free agency. True. Um, Jimmy, I said, I don't see us making the playoffs next season, and that's okay if we're building slash fixing things.
0: I 100% agree with that.
1: Um. Uh, Tommy says, Forsberg wants out of Nashville.
0: Mm, I,
1: don't I have no idea. I haven't. I haven't. Done, I don't have any inside news on Philip Forsberg. If they pony
0: uh, up the cash, he'll stay.
1: Rich A says, "I think there's something to the Goloshev and Trot's poking Lou in the eye." Yep, Phil's facts had mentioned that on the show, and we mentioned that yesterday. I think it has a lot. I think that also was one of those items that played into it too. He told Goloshev, "Right, you're the next guy who's been called up. You're going to play tonight." He had that specific conversation with Anatoly Goloshev and our you know a little bit of more he had his he had his jersey out there like he was going to be starting that night and he looks at the roster his name was left off and he said it's just a player hey, you weren't playing because you didn't have any nhl experience that i'm sure that didn't go over too well for him either i'd be like I- i'm leaving goodbye
0: yep and well how many days was it before he left not even a week he was gone
1: he was gone that week
0: i'm back to mother russia where the hell he plays.
1: Apex Senior Citizen says here, um, uh, trading Bailey is a must. True. Let's hope, uh, you know, all for a young forward who plays top six minutes this upcoming season. And also, did you guys go over prospects you'd like to be drafted? Not yet. There's so many other things we will be covering that. We will be having shows talking about the prospects we want beforehand. Trust me, we'll cover that ad nauseum, um, but not yet. Uh, a little early yet for us to, to start talking about that on the show. Emmanuel R says here: I think the main reason Lou fired him is because he wasn't malleable. Um, Bear, uh, Bar, uh, Barry's mistakes or uh, mistakes were predictable. Leo on the top line is a trots move, and was never. You're never going to change my mind on this. Yeah,
0: he's a, he's a one trick pony, and he's a really good regular season coach. I don't think he's a great postseason coach, even though he won a Stanley Cup. I think everything fell into line for him that one year. Um, but other than that, I don't think I just don't think that he makes adjustments well.
1: I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show. We will not be having a podcast this Saturday evening. Oh. No. Are you going to tell them why, Grumpy? Ah, fine. I'll let them know. Grumpy, Grumpy's got a he's got a scout. He's going to be a scout out there in the on uh, the field. Grumpy old man's going to be looking uh, and scouting Aturatu. They, I think, they're coming to town where Grumpy is. So he's going to watch the Bridgeport Islanders and give us his his feedback there of the game. For everything I've heard, people love what they've been seeing out of Bridgeport. I don't have the AHL TV, so I don't watch the AHL games, um, or at least the playoff games. But but from what I heard, Grump Aturatu is really impressing. And I also want uh, a scouting report on Samuel Balduke and our, our most talented prospect, a forward who's a right wing named Simon Holmstrom. I want a, I want a scouting report on him as well.
0: I did hear that he's running the uh, popcorn stand in section 106.
1: Okay, well, there we go. But we will not be, long story short, we will not be having a podcast this Saturday evening. Grumpy will be out in the field. He'll be watching the Bridgeport Islanders.
0: That's right. That's what I hope.
1: Don't sound too excited. Don't get too much. I was
0: supposed to go with my son, and now all of a sudden his girlfriend has a friend coming into town and they're going to watch a minor league baseball game I'm like dude you said you would come with the game i mean are you that much of a little whippy that you're not going to come to the hockey game with me and he hasn't responded yet so maybe oh maybe he's a little whippy i don't know
1: so so you're you, oh so that i didn't know that was a hot a hot topic for you grumpy so it maybe is, you're going to be maybe is. you're going to have to make friends you know what hit up mikey ryan go to the game with mikey ryan he's in the area what do you think I'm panhandling for somebody to go to game with me?
0: I'm not doing that.
1: I didn't know if you needed somebody to be your friend there with you, grumpy. I don't need any friends. Da, 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 da. Fair enough. Grump. Fair enough. Um, um Okay. Yeah. Quinville is still banned. Yeah. I assume I, if there's a large enough interest, I assume maybe Batman will reinstate who the heck knows. I'll, that's that's one of those topics that we'll always be interested in monitoring. Um, John V says, do you think there's any chance they consider Tortorella? I hope not.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Jeff S says Larry Robinson, Dan Bilesma, uh, Randy Carlisle, Tortorella, Quinville is possible, but there are issues with them.
0: Larry Robinson's not going to be coming back to coach. Neither. I, I don't see any of those guys honestly fit, except for Quinville.
1: Trevor McGill got shelled tonight. It was like batting practice for the Nationals in DC.
0: Well, they had to lose a game sooner or
1: later. Babcock is a possibility. There you go. Rumpy, Babcock is the possibility. Brian B. says, I could care less who wins um, if it's not the Islanders. I don't care if it's the Rangers or the Penguins. He uh, says Babcock not going to be his choice. Tommy Baffey
0: uh, also said there was no way that Barry Trotz was getting let go at the end of this year. Absolutely uh, was adamant about that.
1: Mario says here, um there's no way Babcock will coach the Islanders um there is a bad history between Lamarillo and him in the Toronto I suppose there were there were bad items that popped up between him
0: Babcock said he knew as soon as Lamarillo was gone that he was going to be let go so it sounds like that Lamarillo had Babcock's back at least as far as Babcock is concerned
1: maybe all time time heals all wounds so yeah. maybe you can hold on to that glimmer yeah um yeah uh, not Tony Chi says, What the hell is wrong with Shusterkin? His
0: defense, they're yep. not great defensively as a team.
1: Uh, if you're looking for an, uh, if you're looking, uh, at an older name, Claude Julian is one to keep an eye on. There you go, Claude Julian Grump. He didn't even last one year under Lou Lamoriello. not even a full year. Um, And then Mario says here, Lamarillo actually uh, begun to tell Babcock who to play. Babcock ended up going to Shanahan and basically told him um, it was either him or Lou Lamarillo.
0: And I guess uh, Shanahan got rid of both of them.
1: (laughs) He said, screw it. You both can't play nice together. (laughs) You're not getting results. You're both freaking gone. Uh, That's one way to handle it. Yeah. Tyler C. says, dare we ask Ted Nolan? I like
0: Ted Nolan. I always liked Ted Nolan. Talk about a guy getting blackballed out of a league, Ted Nolan.
1: Why was he blackballed out of the league again?
0: I I don't remember, but he was certainly blackballed.
1: Hmm. There was also a situation with Austin Matthews as well, says Mario. Okay.
0: Well, Matthews,
1: Larry Robinson.
0: How old is Larry Robinson?
1: That's the same question. You got
0: to be in his 70s? He's got to be in his 70s, close to it. I mean, mean, how long has he been out of the game? I don't see that. Look up here. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, Larry Robinson was a good coach, though. Great player. Hall of Famer.
1: I was going to say, he's he's 70 years old, Larry Robinson. Yeah, I don't know. Larry Robinson, last time he was a head coach was in 2005, 2006. No freaking way. He's he's not
0: coming back 16 years later, please. He
1: did win a cup with Jersey. He did win a cup with Jersey back in 2000.
0: I know he did. I remember him play, replacing Lamar and winning the cup.
1: Yeah, that's right. Right at the end of the season, last eight games yep. and then won the cup.
0: Yeah. That's what, you know, it's funny. Barry lasted much longer than most of the lose coaches. They don't last that long with him.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, I don't want Julian. He's a Barry clone, just not as good. Yeah. Brian um, B says it won't be Babcock. Um, Tom Baffin says here, Lambert is still very much a possibility to take over. I hope not. I hope not. I, 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 it's just, I I don't want to gamble on unknown, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Unknown, an unknown coach. Playoff success is important to me. Um, uh, Tyler C says, Alexi Ashen, he was playing the last time that, uh,
0: Larry Robinson was coaching.
1: Mm. Um, John V said uh, we had a first ballot Hall of Famer Josh Bailey for Babcock to work with. There we go. That's true, right? All the all the Hall of Fames that Bab all the Hall of Fame coach of all the Hall of Fame players that Babcock had, we yeah. do have one first ballot guy, Josh Bailey, on this list too.
0: Josh Bailey.
1: Matthew S says no on Babcock, Quinville, or Tortorella. Mm. Panthers. WTF is going on? Jesus, get a grip. Oh are the, are the Florida Panthers playing tonight too? Yes, they are. What's the score of that game? No idea. I'm
0: not watching the game. I have no idea. I'm listening Florida
1: to the up. They had they scored three goals in a second. The Florida and they just scored in the third. The Florida Panthers are up four to three with four minutes remaining in the third period.
0: Is this game in Florida or is it is it game five?
1: This is game five.
0: Okay, so it's two to two. Okay. Well. They win today they'll to win the series.
1: This is in a BBNT Center. So nope, this that's in, Washington. Be in Florida, right?
0: No, not in Washington. Maybe it's I don't know. It, no, it's got to be Florida. it has got to be Florida.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. Let's matter ahead.
0: of fact, it absolutely is in Florida because I did flip the game on before we started the podcast, and there was no cheering at all. It was like a mausoleum there.
1: Brian P says, "I hope it's Lane Lambert."
0: I like Lambert. I mean, is that the the direction you want to go? I don't know. Here
1: are the pluses with Lane Lambert, right? There's familiarity he has with the team. The only thing I worry about is if they tune Barry Trotz out, do they also tune out other members of the coaching staff? Yeah. Is it just kind of like where it's like, hey, we just needed a complete reset. We need a completely different mentality. We need a you know, we need a whole different coaching staff from top to bottom. Was it just Barry Trotz? But when we heard they, you feel like they tuned the tune, tuned them out a bit. I just hope that doesn't also bleed over into Lane Lambert.
0: Maybe holding all of the coaches and not letting any of them go could be a harbinger to bringing Lambert in. Maybe the younger players said, yeah, we like working with Lane Lambert. He listens to us. He understands us, blah, 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 and maybe that'll be the case. Who knows?
1: Let me ask you, how often does it work when you hire an assistant head coach to take over from a head coach who's done a a, a ship-shaped job? Usually that doesn't work out well, does it?
0: His card and how that worked out.
1: And I was going to say him, but it's not—he's not the only one. But usually, that type of stuff doesn't doesn't go over well. I'm sure it does sometimes, but I think more often than not, it, it usually is not a great idea.
0: I just think if they were going to give him the job, they would have done it right away.
1: The thing is, he does have familiarity with the team. He's got familiarity with the players, and they know exactly what they're getting in in Lane Lambert. So. It's not like oh, Lane, La- or Todd Reardon, Lane Lambert's been here one year. Todd Reardon was only there for one year before they let go of Barry Trotz. Correct?
0: I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't
1: know. Um, and then Alexander says, "Hey guys, how are you both doing well?" Alexander, hopefully you're doing well too. Eric says, "I read that Joe Quinville needs approval from Gary Bettman if he wants to return to the NHL." Yes, he does. He would need approval for certain. Ponyboy right. Curtis says, "Boys, boys, boys! I freaking love you. Love you too, Ponyboy Curtis." Uh, Brian B says it doesn't matter because it won't be Babcock. Um, the BK Italian kid says I think that Joe Quinville or Dan Bilesma um, would be the next choices. Also, with a roster full of veterans um, to get ample playing time, it's hard to imagine them take or talking bad about Barry Trotz.
0: Um, maybe, but they're not the future of the
1: team. No, the reason, like you talk about the bad exit interviews, he said it's hard to imagine that a lot of players are going to be talking bad about him because we've got a whole bunch of vets who like all the playing time Barry gives them. But if
0: you have guys like, you know, Wallström, Barzell talking mad shit about Barry and how they're being treated, they're the future. Again, the most important thing this franchise has to do is get Matt Barzell re-signed. And if he's saying, if he's here, I'm gone. If he says that... Barry has to go.
1: As you said, the worst thing that could happen to this fan base was we get to the Eastern Conference Finals twice, back to back years. We got this fan base spoiled.
0: Um. Well, I don't. Yeah, I guess I. I'm saying it's Stanley. If I say it's every year it's Stanley Gubber bust every year. I don't. You get no points for me for making it to the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Matthew has said, "I'd love Rick Tockett."
0: I th- I think he's a, I think he'd be a good guy too.
1: Tommy B says Lou has plans of saying at least two more years. Well, if we'll not. see. Puny says bring in Paul Maurice. There you go. Alexander says Quinville. I want Tockett won't get an interview. Says Tommy B. Yes, but I say we'll have no idea with this type of stuff. Uh, oh, Sidney Crosby hurt the Rangers and said, "Oh, how bad was he carted off the ice? How bad of an injury was it?" Ooh. Uh Tommy B says Lane Lambert will get an interview and three or four from Lou's coaching tree. Hmm. I don't know what the heck's gonna happen. Oh boy, Grumpy. Do you know who just commented Grump? Do you know who just commented Grump? Do you know who just commented Grump? No, I do not. Who? That's Sal P, the Giga Chad himself. With the with the manly beard a dripping down to his tippity toes over here, wearing the very amazing uh, Islanders Never Say Die merchandise. Look at that shirt, Grumpy. Where could he get a shirt like that? A Grumpy's Groupie shirt. Grumpy, where could he get a shirt like that? Um, in the link in description below. There it is. Look at that. I said it so many times. Grumpy even knows you could find a link in the oh. description to our merchandise store That's- below. It's Islanders Never Say Die. I believe it's on Etsy or something like that. Uh, But yes, Sal P looking looking cut fresh to the T, Grumpy says, Hey, fellas, speaking of Rick Tockett, didn't he try to gauge out? Gouge. uh, gouge? Oh, I'm sorry. Gouge out one of the Islanders defensemen, Dean. uh, Dean, Who is that? How do you pronounce that name? Dean Chenoweth. Dean Chenoweth's eye. Dean Channelwith. Dean Chenoweth's eye with a fight earlier in his career, I think in the mid-80s.
0: Tockett was a punk. Honestly, I hate him as a player, but I think I I wouldn't mind him as a coach.
1: Uh, John V says hard pass on Joe Quinville and his baggage. We don't need that distraction. You know what? It would only I be v distractions. He's still banned. I don't think he's going to stay banned for long. I think what they they're, they're going to I don't know. Maybe he does stay banned. I, when I read the tweets from from um, from Elliot as well as from I think Alexander. I can't remember his last name. Um, was it Strickland that there's a lot of interest behind him? I know we're if, if we're, there are a lot of other teams who are inquiring about him.
0: Yeah, here's you know what it tells me: other coach, other organizations don't view his baggage as being that heavy. That's what it tells me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And he wins. Uh, if it was, you know, uh, name any failed coach. Mike Meow, it would mean more because he doesn't win anything.
1: Um, uh, Matthew C says, I hated Rick talking. Um,
0: Everybody did.
1: The Wicked 50 Cal said, Claude Julien for me is among the worst choices in my opinion. The The Canadians are my second favorite team, and uh, he's a wannabe trots, but worse.
0: Yeah, they want to get away from that style. They want to get and away that from is- that style.
1: The struggles that Carey Price had did not help him in in Montreal. Simple as that. Um, Michael M. says here, you guys are back in action for certain we are, Michael M. For certain we are. Um, Matthew C. said, I want Ted Nolan back. There we go. He says, what's all the excitement for Ted Nolan? What's his resume again?
0: Blackballed. He was blackballed. I forget what it was. I don't think it ever really fully came out, but he was black in the league. And then we gave him a shot because he was really good in Buffalo, really good. And then he got black He was here for a couple of years and actually did okay. And then that was it. I think he's coaching on an Indian reservation somewhere up in Canada.
1: Um, Ted I was Nolan. I like
0: Ted Nolan. Look at how many years he went 10 years, 10 years in between coaching gigs. He's got
1: to be up there in age now, too, though, doesn't he? 64. Yeah. See, I mean. Okay. Things didn't Hold on. They were miserable in Buffalo towards the end. Come on. Okay. I'm not talking about his
0: second time. His first time there is what I'm talking about.
1: Is that really spectacular?
0: Yeah. Buffalo's always been bad. Look how he turned him around in a year. He was a good head coach.
1: Okay. And he
0: was coaching us during the freaking dark times. I always liked Ted Nolan. I, I just he, he was given a raw deal. But again, he's too old. Who wants some guy in his sixties coaching?
1: Josh M. saying, uh, "Who of the playoff teams' coaches would you want if there are to be fired after they're eliminated?" John Cooper. You think John Cooper's gone?
0: I, if 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 they were to get fired after they were eliminated. Hmm. I'd say John Cooper. I know he's not getting fired, but that's a guy I'd won. He's one of the greatest, one of the best coaches in the league.
1: Drewell says, "Isn't Lou just going to pick the coach um, that the young guy that the young guys will like instead of this time?"
0: I I think that's what he should do. He should pick his next head coach based on who can work with and get through to the younger players. Absolutely.
1: Tom Connor says Paul Maurice. That's who he wants. D-Cut says, fire TJ, hire D-Cut. Jacques Lemaire says, Matthew C. Oh. On Bruce Boudreau.
0: He's done a nice job in Vancouver. I don't think he's a guy who's going to lead you with Stanley Cup either, though.
1: He's I older, too. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have an issue with uh, if he was available, Bruce Boudreau. He's not, though.
0: Right? He's Vancouver's coach, is he not?
1: I couldn't remember if he was brought in on an interim basis or not let
0: me uh, I don't know i I mean I thought I mean I thought he did okay with Vancouver yeah they tailed it off a little bit at the end of the year but he kind of helped them out this year when they started uh you know he's kind of bombastic too
1: he was originally inspired, he was signed to a two-year deal that was set to expire at the end of the 2022 2023 season so he's still under contract
0: okay so he's not going anywhere
1: I was about to say I mean like I'm looking up here. year. He's had success in the postseason for certain. He has. Um, my God, look at his postseason. Ugh, my gosh. I mean, like, I forgot he had spent quite a bit of time. There. I forgot he left for the Wild so early. That's right. Hmm. He's anyway. under
0: contract. It doesn't matter.
1: Okay. Fair enough, Grump. Um, the rumor is Crosby, Crosby's going to be out for the remainder of the Rangers series. Oh, man. Wow.
0: Interesting. Up.
1: Very interesting. Uh, not crazy about Claus Julian. Um, uh, we got here as long as Tortorella doesn't get an interview. Yeah, I have no interest. He should not catch interview. In my opinion. yeah, I don't think so. Um, Lou would not hire Lane Lambert right away either. He will do the interview process. Okay. I don't think Lambert's the guy, but maybe he will be. I just I would feel I'd be shocked. Shocked. James F says he wants Quinville. Um. Frank K says the Rangers gonna win the series if Crosby's out with a concussion. Oh, is a concussion? Uh oh.
0: Remember, he had all that career with all those. Uh,
1: the concussions, they were worried about never being able to play again, but it was the neck issue. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Drill says, speaking of baseball, can Brian Cashman get rid of Aaron Hicks already? Jesus.
0: You can always just sit him on the bench. You don't have to play him.
1: Matthew S says here, I'd be good with Peter DeBoer, um, and then uh, ooh. You got a concussion apparently, he's done for the series. I hope it's not a concussion. Uh, um, news
0: for the Rangers.
1: I take the Blues head coach. This is James F.
0: Craig Barubi.
1: Mm. Craig Barubi. Um, by the way,
0: you know, Vladimir Tarasenko scored a natural hat trick in the third period last night to give uh the St. Louis Blues a three to two series advantage over Minnesota, but he was not healthy enough to play for the Islanders this year.
1: Uh, who the heck knows? Uh, James F. says. I don't want Mike Babcock. He's too old. And I hear Forsberg doesn't want to go back to the Predators. I hadn't heard that, but fair enough. The more I hear from other people, I just hope it's not fan. I just hope it's not, you know, we're hoping that he doesn't want to go back. And it's actually, there's some validity behind it. Um, Ooh, uh, uh, time B says here, Quinville likely not to be reinstated at this time. I don't know, but we'll see. It's one of those things we'll monitor, but I honestly I couldn't tell you which way they're leaning on that. I have no earthly idea. Drew says, Oh my gosh, the Panthers just flipped the switch somehow. Like, let's go. Um, James says, That's a nice shirt, TJ. Uh, you hit it. You hit a haircut too. No, I didn't have a haircut, but Grumpy. I got a haircut. Yeah. Um, Jeff E says here, Doesn't Babcock have a rep of being a dick towards his players? And didn't a lot of them file complaints? Yes, but Grumpy still wants Babcock.
0: If it's a one-year thing, if it's a one-year thing, why not? If you're going a, y- a young player out, know that I want a younger guy. If we're going with the veteran team, I want him for a year. No problem there. You're not married to these head coaches, you know.
1: James F says here, grumpy. Last night the Yankees game, Aaron Judge walked off home run first time in his career. I,
0: I saw that and I was really surprised that that was his first one of
1: his career. Labor Torres carrying the team despite a 222 batting average. Not Tony Cheese. We got a lot of comments from. Not Tony Cheese says here. Doesn't the team remind you a bit of the 2009, 2010 New York Jets?
0: Um, gosh, when uh, when Parcells was coaching. And Vinny Testaverdi was the quarterback? Yeah, maybe a little bit.
1: Jimmy S. says here, um, but how do we make any moves? Our boys are old and slow and getting big bucks. That's lose job. That's lose job. That's lose job for certainness. Ron G. says trade for Tarasenko ASAP. We should have done late. that last offseason when he was, an unknown qual- he was an unknown entity and people were worried that he was still never going to fully recover. Hey, I take it on if that if the doctor, and Grump says it too, if the doctor vouches on it. You know, I usually think that he's probably got it fixed. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh time B he says here the simplest terms: Lou will never be fired by Malkin. He will leave on his own term when he decides to leave. I hope not. If he makes a if he makes a hideous offseason, season, he should be fired. If he absolutely a bad, he should be fired this off season.
0: If if they don't improve and are not a, a good playoff team next year, he should be fired.
1: If we're not creative with what we need to do to, to make additions to this team this offseason, he should be gone too. Yep. Uh, you know, he's made plenty of mistakes before in the past. And just because I think he's made a right decision here doesn't mean he's absolved for those mistakes. Um, and then uh Jason C says here, never question Grumpy. Oh shit, hold That's on. That's right. Just because you can't grasp my intelligence,
0: TJ, doesn't mean that I have to continually answer the questions. It's like, you know, I'm it's like I'm trying to teach astrophysics. To a Cro-Magnon man, I just can't get through to you.
1: I thought you're about to say, a "Kid in the special, a kid, a kid who rides a short bus." James F says, "TJ, don't fall asleep when Grumpy speaks." LOL. And if the Bruins lose a series, how about the owners go after the coach?
0: That would be if Cassidy said- gets fired. And I like Cassidy. Here's the thing: he calls his players out. I'm going to tell you right now: he absolutely calls his players out. Not necessarily by name, but by description and number. So you know, figure it out.
1: Yeah, we got this one guy on our team, twenty-seven. Yeah, he's about six foot two. He went to you know the University of Notre Dame and played college hockey, and he's on a first line left winger. He's really been playing like shit.
0: People are saying that if they don't win a playoff series, that he could be out. Why not? Yeah, he's. I I like him. I I think we talked earlier. I I think he's a good coach. Yeah,
1: Cassidy's not. I wouldn't be opposed. He's you know he's not a guy who has an extent. He doesn't have extensive playoff experience, does he?
0: I don't know. He's been there a long time. He took over for Julian. So what's he been there, five, six years?
1: Let me see.
0: I mean, they've had some playoff success. Give me a second here. He is... Long story short, you could do a lot worse than Bruce Cassidy. Let me just put it to you that way. That's true. And even Butch Cassidy. I, mean, I wish, whenever,
1: whenever I think of Cassie, I always think of Butch Cassie. That's why um, I put it in there. Manfred S. says, player-wise, what do you think of Leon Saddle <laughs> for uh, Anthony Bavillier, um, Scott Mayfield, and Simeon Varlamov? A reach for the <laughs> Oilers to bite, but a uh, bite on this one.
0: I mean, maybe if Drysaddle was in a car accident, which left him crippled, they would consider that trade. Other than that, no.
1: As I say, even as much as Edmonton needs defensive help and goaltending, they could.
0: He's one of the top four or five players in the league right now.
1: If you wanted to get it, if you want to get dry saddle, you'd have to give up Matt Barzal, you just give Matt Barzal, Varlamoff, and Noah Dobson. Yeah, that's you have to be something like that.
0: Yeah, that, yeah. Sorry, Manfred, that's not happening.
1: We could dream, though. James F says. Serious NHL channel said which team or the team who loses in the first round or which which team who loses in the first round's head coach will be fired. Maybe hire one of those coaches if they fit the Islanders. Mr. Buster um, says here, um, here's what really pissed me off about Trotz. At the beginning of the season, Sorokin was playing great and the Islanders were winning, but Trotz had to force Varlamov back into the, into the rotation with Sorokin.
0: It's based on uh, Barry's
1: slavish devotion to the veterans.
0: Period. That's what he's all about. Does not want to give a young guy a shot.
1: I think player personnel decisions also played a role in him getting fired. I have no idea how much, but I think it, I think it played a role. Yeah. Um. And uh, do you think Lou wants a coach by draft day? Yes.
0: Yes. We will have a coach before the playoffs are over. I firmly believe that. They're not going to go into the offseason without a coach. You're absolutely not going into the offseason, going into free agency period without a head coach.
1: Grump, you were joking around, I assume, about Tortorella, were you not?
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, he no way. I, I can't see. I can't see.
1: I thought you were joking around, but I saw the comments. I'm like, maybe people didn't take it as you joking. Oh, yeah. No, I know no, you no. were joking, obviously, yeah, the whole no. time because you're doing that above the over the top bullshit. Yeah. So, no, I know no. you were joking around.
0: But like. his style, I could see his style waking the players up, but no, he's not a fit here. He, he's another guy, though, just a couple of years before he burns out the players and they all want to leave.
1: He's got a very short shelf life. He's unbelievably short shelf life. Yeah. Um, it's like Jose Mourinho in soccer. he's you yeah. know, a good coach and a short that's span. He lasts for about, like, maybe two or three years. And he's done. An, and and an he doesn't deal with him anymore they say kick rocks. You're Tortorella's
0: gone. like that, too.
1: Yep. Um, hiring Tortorella for the team will turn against him, and the team will not win. I agree with you, TJ. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: I, I was just joking about Tortorella.
1: Um, and then... Uh, Drewell says here, um, you know what they say, TJ, trauma as a kid turns into pl- turns into pleasure as adults. What the hell? Maybe Grump just wants his pl- Jesus Christ. Um, the wicked fifty cow says the only part of Tacket I don't like is that with the coyotes, he clamped down on their offense as well. I'm not sure if he would be okay with letting the players play a more free game.
0: Um I think if he had more talent there – okay, but how do you improve a team? Honestly, most teams don't have structure defensively, particularly they give a lot of goals. So what does a good coach do? And Barry Drotts did it too. You go in there, you buckle down defensively. I think that Taked could do that, but he would also be able to realize, oh, I'm not a slave to my system, where Barry was a slave to the system.
1: Cut says, Trotz got out of the first round of the playoffs all four seasons in Washington. Had to correct you, Rump. This isn't CNN. God almighty.
0: He got knocked off by Pittsburgh every year, didn't they?
1: No, you say that all the time, and you're usually wrong about it. I have people message us. I've got Mark, and people message us. They didn't get knocked out. So two of the five years he was there, they got knocked out by Pittsburgh.
0: Oh, okay. Who else was he losing to?
1: Hold on a second. Let me pull it up. Um, Just so we can set the record straight, Grumpy. Time to set the record straight. Um,
0: I'll pull. All I know is I'm glad he's gone. Let me just put it to you that way. Good
1: riddance, Barry. So the first year... Yeah, he never
0: he never got past the second round of the playoffs. That's what it was. He never got past the second year. round of the playoffs.
1: But the first year, he defeated the Islanders in a series of seven games. Then he lost to the Rangers in seven. When he was in Washington, the next year he beat the Flyers and lost to the Penguins. The year after that, they uh, beat the Toronto Maple Leafs and lost to the Penguins. And the last year he was there, they won the cup and they beat they beat the Penguins.
0: Then they dumped them.
1: Okay, set the record straight, Grumpy. Yeah, I'm um, Rich A says laughing my ass off. F. Babcock. F it. Babcock. Oh, when you said it. F it. Babcock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, Mario says, I was referring to the Matthews was going to Lamarillo to complain about Babcock to the point that Babcock could not coach him because he, Matthews, wouldn't listen to anything Babcock was telling him. Wow. Um, Wanty Decide says, Jesus, guys, what's the communication issue here? I know. grumpy. Um. Was just getting excited about that Andrew Gross tweet. Um The Islanders are hiring Frank K as the coach the hair as a hairstylist. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um Lou does nothing fast. This will drag out until the draft. Oh god.
0: I, I think they'll have somebody before then.
1: James F says, TJ, I love that you look like you're getting a migraine when Grumpy speaks priceless. Not all the time, but Mike, how are we not on the same page? I'm like, how the hell is that so difficult? Um, My little brownie, maybe it's me, but I'm like, I feel like I was trying to explain myself and we just kept, we were spinning the tires. It's like on a rainy day like that. And we're at a drag race. We're just spinning the tires at the beginning. Um, My little brownie says the capitals bench looks stunned after five unanswered goals. Wow. Five unanswered goals by Florida. Wow. It happens. Where's oh. James Bradbury going? I hope to my Raiders," says James. Ather. I was
0: here in Kansas City, so it's the the, ante- she, the opposite of the team you wanted to go to. She
1: said, "Oops, four. I was about to say Washington. That's a that's a hard. I told you, Peter Laviolette. I think's on a hot seat if they lose to Florida.
0: Really, because Florida's like the the was the president's trophy winner.
1: The way they're losing matters.
0: They've won two games in that series. I didn't think they're going to win any the way they played against us at the end, they look like they gave up.
1: They have a short window, a very short window. And if you're showing that you can't win in a short window, I'm not saying you're not a good coach, but you're not the right one for us.
0: Maybe Peter Laviolette can come back here. How about that?
1: Could you imagine that? We just want old Washington coaches. We just want coaches who get the last stop at Washington, minus Todd Reardon. Maybe we'll bring Todd Reardon and then Peter Laviolette after Uh, a one-year Todd Reardon trial. No Todd Reardon. Yeah, Todd Reardon, give him a fifteen-year, give him fifteen-year contract. Um, Christopher C said, "Grumpy, I've got a homework assignment for you. Start looking for good coaches that will help ascend this team back into the playoffs. You have until the end of the Stanley Cup Finals to complete the Grumpy. It's not the coach; we need to
0: change up the players. I don't care who the coach is. We're not making the playoffs unless we make some serious changes to the roster." That's that's my whole thing. We have to make changes to the roster. We're not good enough right now. Who could we actually beat out who's ahead of us right now? I
1: mean, I don't oh, know. I'm not going there. No need to go there this late in the podcast. Yeah. Jesus sage, Grump. Um, trying to goat me, but a better judgment has prevailed. Drew L says, why can't they, why can't they just why can't um why can't they just make you not win the draft lottery the season after you win the lottery if you're still eligible again. To me, it's just stupid. Yeah. Well, you can't win the lottery for the next four years. So yes. you cannot win the lottery two out of five well, years. Maybe,
0: maybe the team should say, okay, we won the lottery, but we're not happy with this year's draft class. We say, no thanks. We want to pick where we pick. How about that? Or I don't want to be in the lottery in this year's draft because it's a weak draft. Maybe teams could say that. Nope. I don't want to be part of it because I don't want to eliminate myself for five years.
1: I'm going to say so, Montreal, the way I read it, Unless they're the worst team in the league, they can't be elevated, right? If you're the worst team in the league and you win, technically is not winning the lottery and you get the first overall pick, I don't think. That's something I am interested in. So Montreal is not the worst team in the league this year, but if they're the worst team in the league next year, technically, right, if you get the first overall pick, you get where you're supposed to pick, but you technically won the lottery, I think, on technicality. but Were they not
0: the worst team in the league this year?
1: They were not. The Arizona Coyotes were.
0: Oh, okay. So I, okay.
1: And also, so the furthest you can drop, I think, is three. The way it's done now, but I I don't know. The entire thing is looks like it's in freaking shambles. Maybe we'll find out more and more as things go on, but Jesus, I don't care if you can win the lottery more than one year in a row. I really don't care. Um, Shooters Puck Hockey says here, honestly, I have no clue who the next coach is going to be. It's hard to say, but I don't think there's anybody as good as Barry Trotz at least free agents might want to come here now that the trot system is gone.
0: And that makes it a good fire.
1: Um, uh, James F. says here, uh, draft lottery is a scam. I don't know uh, why they can't show the ping pong balls while the lottery is going on. Just looks bad that it's set up behind closed doors. I do agree with that. I just wish they did it you know, transparently. Yes. Jimmy S. says here, oh, on Lambert, you guys know, Lou don't say shit until after it happens. It's true. Nick D says, TJ and the curve. How are you guys doing tonight? (laughs) Um, I would really like to see Quinville as a head coach. Definitely not on a Claude Uncle Fester Julian. True. There you go uh drill says here uh, that would kill all the suspense of the lottery though uh if they showed the ping pong balls that wouldn't they that's how the nba does it they draft it live like that we go, and they go ahead and say this team
0: or they have you know if three teams are the ones they're picking they say okay these are the ones from here to here and then the last three are coming out of this group and then you bam pull them up and see what it says just with the last three teams
1: because so that's the way yeah. the
0: nba used to do it
1: D cut says, um, I told Frank K on Friday that trots was gone. We he, he, we can confirm this. Mm-hmm. Um, got a comment here. Ooh, <laughs> listening on delay. Mark K said he wanted me to tell you that, uh, Mike Babcock and Barry trots have the same exact amount of Stanley cups. That's what he wanted me to convey message wise to you.
0: So how many is that?
1: One a piece, one each.
0: Mike Babcock and Barry Trotz?
1: They both have won one Stanley Cup.
0: No, Babcock's won more than one, no?
1: Just one cup.
0: Oh, I'll have to check that. I thought he's won more than one.
1: No, nope, just one. I think he's been to a few cup finals, but just one.
0: All right, I'll look that up, TJ. See if you can stretch for a second.
1: Right. I I, I could pull it up because it's better if I pull it up because I could show it to you on screen, but that's fine.
0: You're right. He's only it, won one. That's right. He's only won one
1: Which head coach would Barzal play well with?
0: Anybody but Barry Trotz. Christ almighty.
1: A-B-T. Anybody but Trotz. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I can't even with you. I can't with you this late in the podcast. David S., uh, what do you think about the clowns uh, who think that Trotz left us to be with family? I don't know.
0: No, he was let go.
1: I don't think it had anything to do with family. You know what it's like? I feel like that it's it's if you're in a situation where it's like you've been working at a job you haven't been doing well at recently and you're kind of thinking yourself, okay, I kind of see the writings on the wall because I don't think it came as a shock to Barry Trotz. I'm sure it's not like, oh, man, I just found out about this when I was called in the meeting. I never would have expected this. It's like it's like how you rationalize it to yourself. Oh no, I was gonna leave this job anyway. This gives me a chance to be, you know, creative differences. This gives me a chance to explore my passion. That's why I'm leaving this job and shipping and receiving, because this is gonna give me a chance to pursue my passion. Actually, I'm not fired. I'm gonna have a chance to pursue my dream. I don't know. You resign. You resign. I'm resigning. I'm I'm going closer with family. Remember when Urban Meyer and all these coaches say that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm leaving and stepping away to be closer to family. They stay there for like a year and then most cases, not all. But I feel like most cases when they say that, they go and they come back and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to be coach again. My heart issues, my family, I need to be, I'm ready to be the coach again. Maybe it's not like that with Barry. Maybe he really wants to spend time with family. But I think his his performance, ha- I think, had more to do with the 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 firing than anything else.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he had a bad year this year. People I mean, forget he was terrible as a head coach this year. Terrible.
1: The thing, too, if they really felt like he was the best coach, to win them a cup they would have kept and even if he was like well i'm not committing to being with the islanders right let's say he wouldn't sign a contract extension let's say you know they they offered him uh oh we want you to be a head coach for the next three years the next four years and he wanted to see i want to keep things open because maybe i want to go back to winnipeg after this year if they truly felt like he was the best coach to win them a stanley cup even if it was hey we're only going to do it in a one year they wouldn't have fired him they would have kept him intact for at least next year if they truly felt like he was the best option to win a cup True. So it wasn't like, oh, you're still a buddy. And here's if you really want to go back home, you would have resigned like Paul Maurice did. Yep. I could go home. It's not like they would have they would have been forced to fire him because, I, I you know, I assume I ownership. Here's the thing. Ownership wants a team to be successful. They really do. And they'll put any sort of money they can into the, for this team to be successful. And, I, you know, I love that about the ownership group. This ownership group is the best ownership group I'd argue ever in Islanders history, but they would have said, if we don't have to pay him, if he's just going to step down because he wants to be closer to the family, keep the five and a half million dollars in our pocket. I do believe that also. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Alexander says Lou has to go all in on Johnny Goudreau or Philip Forsberg. Go ahead, Grump.
0: I'm going to say uh, Johnny Hockey would be nice with Matt Barzell.
1: Jimmy S says here, I think we all know about our head coach before the draft. Kind of hard to draft without a head coach.
0: I think so too. I think I think we'll definitely have one before the draft.
1: BK says the best podcast. Thanks, BK. Drink up, fellas. Cheers. Um, and uh, uh, regarding Johnny Hockey, Matthew S says, I absolutely agree. Maybe he, he was says-
0: agreeing. Maybe he was agreeing that we're the best podcast.
1: It was different platforms. One was YouTube. One was Facebook. But yeah, that's what it was. I agree with you, Matthew S. Agreed that we're the best podcast. Thank you, Matthew S. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, don't worry. Even about if it. he
0: doesn't, just don't read that comment.
1: Yeah, as about to say, people people who are listening, it was Matthew S. Saying we're the best podcast. People looking at it, don't the the YouTube changed their emblem. Okay, don't worry about it. Uh, Time B said the reason Trotz was not fired on Friday was Lou was still trying to convince Malcolm to forfeit the $5.5 million instead of letting him stay as a lame duck coach. Trotz was offered a one-year extension at the All-Star break and turned it down, and he was offered it again last Tuesday, and he turned it down again.
0: Well, you know what? I'm glad he's gone. I'm glad he's gone.
1: Here's the thing. Even Even if he was denying contract extensions, let me ask you this. Why, if they felt he was the best coach to win, was he not kept?
0: that's, it, that's let him let him coach out his last year i don't i yeah i'm gonna
1: disagree with that yeah i don't i don't see it um but you know uh, uh brother number three says i'll be your friend grumpy going to the game there you go grumpy brother there number three will be your friend yep um oh uh, as you know, says tj sent you a video uh of cm punk in long island tonight during the aew event
0: yeah right
1: uh who's bangkok Oh, Bag! Oh, Babcock! Babcock. Um, he's an old coach for uh, the, the the Red Wings back when he was at his peak. When he was coaching like six first ballot Hall of Famers, he was the coach for that team. And since then, he's been kind of eh, underwhelming.
0: Bangkok is a south uh, a Southeast Asian um, country. <laughs>
1: He tried to come off there as intelligent, but you botched it. Yeah, I know I did. <laughs> 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 I was gonna
0: sing it, and I was. Oh, I thought it was Tyson singing that song, Mike Tyson, which was great. That was the best part of that
1: movie, honestly. <laughs> I remember
0: seeing that movie in the theaters, and when he comes out at the end to say, "I'm like, holy shit, it's Mike Tyson singing last night in Bangkok."
1: Last night in Bangkok, until <laughs> Oh Grump, I forgot to ask you. How was the Bridgeport game? Uh, I didn't wind up going. Family got too busy.
0: Um, I'll be watching them this weekend um, in Charlotte.
1: Um, uh, Tommy B says here Shanahan fired Mike Babcock. Um, I think there's a suspension coming for Jacob truba I oh. didn't see the hit, so I can't comment. But who knows? Um, Drew L says here. I think that, I'll let you read that, Grumpy. I got a comment that I got to look. Through. I got a message for you. I
0: think some. Lou should hire an assistant from Florida, Tampa, St. Louis, or Minnesota. Those are my four, four alternatives to the names that don't become coaches. Also, people were throwing out Scott Stevens as well. We did mention Scott Stevens. I just, I mean, if he he was an assistant coach somewhere for a year and he stepped down because he didn't want to be away from his family, well, that that kind of disqualifies you as a head coach to be honest with you so uh that's the way i feel with that okay here we go maybe this is the crosby injury
1: yes it is grumpy hold this on is probably
0: grumpy. this is probably the way that crosby is viewing things right now kind of fuzzy
1: let's see i want to put it on slow mo i can't do it on slow motion i'll do it well just watch it full speed don't go slow motion
0: yeah get your head up get your head up
1: the elbow did him in the face
0: yeah get your head up he's get your
1: head up he didn't have a clean check until he throws this little chicken wing up there Go boom and he hits him in the face but my god here's the thing like I, I promise you there will be a suspension for jacob truba just like there was a suspension on Ah, uh, Darnell Nurse for the hit he made. Jacob Trouba will be suspended.
0: He ducked into that. He didn't leap it in anything.
1: Crosby, Crosby was caught staring at his freaking skate. That's what I'm saying. He didn't. That's what I'm saying. He didn't leap into him. He hit him. I would have no problem if the what's shoulder was on shoulder action. He got knocked out and like he, Crosby,
0: he, d- his head was down. I mean, at, what's Trouba got to do? Drop down to his knees to throw a check there? Get I your head up, Crosby. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying that's that to me that's nothing for Truba. I don't think
1: I don't like. It's not natural for the elbow to be thrown and flailed up here. That's he where I have him. an issue. He
0: hit him when you hit something. You don't, you don't just continue on your path. Shit starts moving. He never he never even leaves his feet even after the check. Crosby's his head is down. Look at uh Truba's even down. He's not lunging at him. He had his head down. He got, he got caught skating across the trolley tracks. You get run over.
1: I do agree. You got to keep your freaking head up. He should know that. But that's the way the league's played now. Here's the thing. That's,
0: that's a not playoff. A, that's not a bad check though.
1: Five years ago, that was just a playoff hit.
0: That's just, that's just a regular check to me.
1: And here's the thing. This is a thing the NHL does. Based off of the result, based off of the injury, or based off of the the reaction that somebody has, that determines. That determines whether you get suspended or not. Has nothing else to do with anything else, but does it look like he's out for an elongated time period?
0: True.
1: Oh, that grump.
0: Nice skating. Now.
1: Okay. Here's a better anchor. Hopefully, we could see the entire item because that was just in slow motion. Alexander sent us. Thanks, Alexander, for this one. Thanks for this one, Alexander. Um, he sent us. Oh, I don't want that.
0: That, that's not even a penalty. Is that the hit? No, I guess not. That's a hit. That's the hit, and he got up? That's a nothing. That's absolutely not. That's nothing. That is absolutely nothing. Official's looking right at it. That's nothing. I'm sorry. That's nothing.
1: Uh, now that I watch it, I don't Nothing. That's nothing. I just, I, the, you got a guy looking right at it and doesn't see anything?
0: A, it wasn't anything. He never left his feet. Crosby was, was skating with his head down.
1: He didn't target the head either, I don't I, think. No,
0: he did not.
1: He's reaching, He's reaching for the puck. Po check first, and he brings his arm back in. He's reaching with the po check that he misses on. I don't know. I'd be hard pressed to give him a suspension for that, no, but they will nothing. suspend him.
0: That's nothing.
1: They that's knowing the league, it's Sid- this is the reason I hate the Penguins. It's Sidney Crosby, knowing the league, there will be a suspension coming. Okay. Um let's see here. It's, sorry. Um, okay. Thomas Grice retired. And became a head coach. Book it. That's who we're gonna hire next. Well, no, yeah, it had to be Varlamov. He'll have to retire and we'll we'll hire him as a general manager. Varley. Um uh actually TJ's called the Florida Live Arena. They changed it last year. Okay, gotcha. I'm um, Grump. Goes. Did you see the latest on Saul? Yes, I, I
0: did. Yes, I
1: did. Jimmy S says here, I think that Lane Lambert will be more offensive minded and the team responded well to him.
0: They did. The younger players did play better under him. They did.
1: Rec says Lane is Barry with hair. I guess he makes sense on some level. Um, would be as much of would he be as much of a slave to the system as as Barry Trotz?
0: I hope not. I hope not. Um, I like I like Lane Lambert though. I do.
1: TJ, do you remember the four Beatles or who the four Beatles are? Holy shit!
0: We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Do you remember?
1: Ringo Starr.
0: Ringo Starr, that's one. Who else?
1: Paul McCartney. That's two. Give me a hint.
0: I'm not giving you a hint. Yeah, I think you actually had the third one, but you couldn't get the fourth one. Those are the first two you named. John Lennon. John Lennon. Yes, that's right. Who's the last one? You didn't get this guy last time either.
1: oh shit, I, I just him. I just
0: can't remember that you I mean it was only like two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> Who's the last one?
0: George Harrison.
1: Oh, yeah. I never am going to get George Harrison.
0: Really? Never?
1: Is he like a groupie? Is he like the groupie in the background or playing the drums or something?
0: No. Ringo Starr played the drums.
1: Fair enough. was a guitar player. Time B says Lane Lambert will also be a lot cheaper as a first-time head coach. Well, not hurting my pocketbook. I don't care what they spend on the head coach, but I'm sure the owners care. (laughs) Um, Verhage had a five-point night.
0: He used to be on our team, but wasn't good enough to make this team. If you can believe that.
1: James F saying the players are running the asylum. REC saying did Barry hold back Bavillier, Or is it just easy? Or is he just an inconsistent player?
0: I think he's an inconsistent player, but I'm going to say that Barry probably held him back too.
1: Maybe a little bit, but I yeah, I was about to say I agree. Thinks, but yeah, I think it's a little bit of a little impact, not a lot. David M says here. Well, hearing that players had had enough, uh, it will be hard to stay mad considering the fact that. The players win us games. Lou has to get all the moves right this summer.
0: True. hundred percent.
1: Oh, Mark is also saying Claude Julien is notorious for not playing the younger guys. Oof. And
0: I don't want him. Then he's out I was The about, guy you want is a no start non-starter for me.
1: If they don't play, if they're allergic to playing youth, I don't want them. I, okay. I didn't know that Claude Julien had a rep for doing that again. It's one of those things where I, I didn't pay enough attention to Claude Julien's coaching career, but, uh, fair enough in Montreal. But, uh, fair enough. Um, Joel said the team should hire Anson Carter to be coach. Hmm. Um, no. Oh, uh, Ted Nolan's or Time B says Ted Nolan was blackballed. Be careful who you sleep with next time. I guess he slept with somebody or something like that.
0: I just, you know what? I bet you the guys who blackballed them doing the same shit. I'm just going to say that.
1: Peter, Lyle. I hate the
0: holier than thou crowd. They always drive me crazy. Um,
1: uh, Apollo C says here, I didn't like the way Trotz used the younger players. The one that stood out um, was in the shootout against the Flyers. You put Wallstrom, and he had no other choice. He scored as a ninth shooter. Yeah. True. Nuts. Uh, let's say that Anthony Mantha is a little bit angry at the moment. I'm sure he is. Um, David M saying here, Lou should call up Eisenman and ask him what he'd recommend. That's a good idea. I'm all for that, David.
0: Well, they're looking for a head coach too. So I don't think Eiserman's going to give him his first choice.
1: <laughs> well, can we ask, can we do a switch? Can we ask Lou Lamarillo to, to offer a switch for Stevie Y? I know you wanted to be in Detroit, back home, wanted to bring relevancy back to that organization. But would you consider switching and joining the Islanders? Owen J saying hi. What's up, Owen? A Florida wins, a big game for them. Uh, the Truba hit was high on Crosby. He was seeing stars. Yeah, I
0: disagree.
1: He probably was seeing stars, but. He, he had a head down. I mean, like, it's, I don't know. He was, that's, he was that's reaching, a
0: clean, that's a clean hit. I'm sorry. He was going
1: for the, poke check he was going first, for the puck. He, he, he kind of lifted the elbow up. but now that I look at it, he was reaching with the poke check, bringing it back in, probably, and that's where he kind of hit him higher.
0: Yeah. I, I'm sorry. It's not, that's not even a penalty.
1: Uh, important because I don't want Tampa or Toronto to have a free ride. Mm. Could you
0: imagine Toronto winning the Stanley Cup? I was thinking about that yesterday.
1: Alexander saying, a nice cut, Grump. Thank you, Alexander. Danielle saying here, Mike Yao. Um, Mike Yow. I would lean towards no, but honestly, I don't know a Tom Adam. No, 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 no. Um, I don't buy it that Lamarillo can make his own terms when he exits. He's not a god. I agree with that. I take Cassidy in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. Uh, here we go. Goon Goon says, "Hey Grump, call me Coco." Um but shouldn't Kurt Russell be interviewed for the Islanders head coaching position? He really seemed to know what he was doing in that film. Yeah, right.
0: he certainly did. He did his best Herb Brooks inter- uh, impersonation. He was good in that movie. I yeah. like Kurt Russell. I've always liked him. I um, remember as a kid he used to do Disney movies, the live action things, uh, you know, the the boy the genius in tennis shoes or some type of who the hell knows what. I loved him in uh Overboard the original with Goldie Hawn. Uh, I loved him in The Hateful Eight. I mean, he's been a lot of a lot of Tarantino movies. He was in Death Proof, which was good. Uh, I've always liked him. I just love his character. And, uh, yeah, man, Kurt Russell, he's uh, really, really good, really good. And I loved him in Miracle, too, even though I hated the wig they made him wear because that, that was a horrible wig that he wore. But, I mean, what a great movie. You know, you think about it, movies that give you goosebumps. I mean, that's just one of those movies, uh, particularly at the end. I mean, just fantastic. And someone who actually lived through watching that game on tape delay because nothing was live back then, uh, watching tape delay, and no one knew what had happened. No one knew because they were not leaking that information. I remember the news wasn't even telling who won. Um And just watching that game was just fantastic. Nobody thought we could beat the Russians. And uh, Kurt Russell did a great job in that role as Herb Brooks. So for me, uh, yes, all in for Kurt Russell as new head coach of the New York Islanders.
1: There we go. There we go. Um, uh...
0: Talk about a motivator. And they even said that the one thing, they all hated Herb Brooks. All the players hated him that he was the guy, the lightning rod for their hatred. And that worked out pretty good for them.
1: Sometimes it works well, though, when you have a common thing that you hate, you're able to galvanize because of how much you hate Herb Brooks or how much you hate the coach.
0: People forget when he was coaching the Rangers, man, they were really good. They just couldn't beat the Islanders. That's the thing. They just couldn't beat the Islanders. And that was it. I mean, but he was a really good coach, really good coach.
1: Um. Yeah, the only thing I think I don't like about Tockett is the guy, the guy that the name belongs to.
0: I I hate Tockett, but I you know what? I would not be opposed to Rick Tocket. I
1: wouldn't. Time um, be says Pierre Laviolette, I would hire in a heartbeat.
0: Uh, I don't know. I think he's kind of past his expiration date as well
1: um drill said i'm not gonna lie it's too late now but ignore what i said earlier oh i, I don't know what that was about laviolette was unjustly fired from the outers back in the day that's true absolutely that's true maybe grump lucia draft another anders lee aka the poor but yeah that's right a poor man's dave andersuck grumpy
0: broke-ass man's dave andersuck
1: Montreal did have the worst record in the NHL this season after they let Claude Julien go. I don't want to. Go, I didn't know Claude Julien because I knew Cole Call. Claude
0: Julien was let go last year. He's saying Montreal had the worst record in the NHL this year, hmm. worse than Arizona. Hmm. I so maybe know. they were the first name out of the hopper. That's not a win, I don't think, for the lottery because you are the worst team anyway.
1: Were they? No, they weren't. I'm looking at the record here, the standings. Let me see. I don't know. I looked it up yesterday. I've got a friend who I was talking with. That's a that's a Montreal fan. We're going over things. So Montreal Canadiens had 55 points. Arizona Coyotes. Oh, they had 57. Okay, never mind. I'm wrong. Okay, never mind. Like, okay. I don't know why I thought when I was looking at that yesterday that uh Arizona was worse off. Oh my god, Arizona went on a three game winning streak to end the season. That's Holy so
0: Islander like, isn't it?
1: They pulled the fucking Islanders over here. Holy shit. Okay, so that meant that that must have meant that uh, the Devils had moved up to two, I guess. Uh well, fair enough. Okay. A Babcock lost in the finals once, but only won it once. True. Dimitri P. That's a good point. Says, how about no coach? That's right led by committee, yeah that's um, I mean. somebody will fill up the lineup okay. one spot in the draft lottery okay well, there you go it used to be different i remember it used to be like the the cabal where the one the number one overall pick could technically fall all the way to four i guess they've changed that as well um i think that there's only
0: two fire. there's only two that can go up i don't think Trotz is retiring
1: nor do i um is there a possibility that Washington fires Peter and and rehires back Barry Trotz if they don't beat Florida? That would nope. be something. No way. Trotz spotted in D.C. tonight. Wow. No way. I, I know d just bullshitting us right now. That can't be true. Um, uh, trots has an ill father that's 90 years old and a son with Down syndrome. He's going to Winnipeg. Maybe. Um, I, I, hey, I think he'd be great for Winnipeg. I think that he yeah. would be a perfect fit with the team that what they need, he need they, they need a guy like like Barry Trotz and you know Barry Trotz, I think needs a team like Winnipeg. Uh Paul O. C says, TJ, I would not trade Barzal, Dobson, and Varlamov for Dry Saddle. Dobson will become the best defenseman in the league because he's only twenty two and he's played for Trot. I was just saying, yeah, it's not gonna happen. I was just saying, what would it take to get a guy like like Dry Saddle? It would be an arm and a leg. Um gotcha. Uh that's too um, much
0: for dry saddle, honestly.
1: Do the Penguins win the next game?
0: Um, it depends if Crosby's out.
1: Ariel C says, "Do you think that Lou moves number 13?
0: God, I hope not.
1: Remember, one? remember that really, really bold prediction I made at the NHL trade deadline. I said we're going to be trading away NHL draft picks this off season. I, I still stand by, by that statement.
0: Okay,
1: it's a mistake too, but I still stand by that statement. It'd be an awful, awful, awful decision, but I think they're going to do True. so. True. Alexander says, awesome podcast. Love you guys. Thanks, Alexander. Appreciate it for certain. Uh, Grumpy, are you surprised about the Yankees? They got the best record in baseball. Yes, because they're not a –
0: Actually, the regular season record is pretty good. They'll make the playoffs and probably get beat by somebody in the playoffs who has good pitching. And since we're home run or bust, uh, you know, just not a good way.
1: Brett, let's go on. Or says here, teacher Grump, who do you want as the head coach now? Grumpy wants Babcock, slash Quinville, slash Rick Tockett. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be opposed depending, you know, if everything checks out with Quinville on the off the ice issues. Um, he's a great coach, um, with you know, checkered pass there. I I don't mind Peter DeBoer. I know it was kind of against him earlier after looking at his success in the playoffs. I'm not opposed. And if Peter Laviolette's fired, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Claude Julien is a guy who, you know, is cut similar from the same cloth. If he he has the issues where he doesn't play the young kids, it's a no-go for me on that one either. I mean, you have to integrate some of the younger guys. You've got to say, I'm willing to embrace Wallstrom. We can't have another coach that won't embrace kids that are trying to, to step into the role and find a way in the NHL.
0: So your list is flawed then? It could be, yes, very well. Your one-person list, you've already ruled them out within 45 minutes of saying that's the guy you want. You've already ruled them out, and you were getting on me. Okay, thanks for playing.
1: I wasn't getting on you. Our job as a show grumpy is to present pros and cons of these coaches.
0: You know what you did, though? You picked a guy, and within 45 minutes you said you don't want him. Your list was one guy, and you've already backed off
1: him. Big if. If he doesn't play the young guys, that's something I'm not thrilled about. You should know I didn't watch Julian back when he was with Montreal. I didn't. Sorry. My
0: problem is he doesn't win.
1: Okay. <laughs> Paulo C says here, TJ, what's up? The Oilers are down three games to two. You said that you like how the Oilers are playing. The Kings remind me of the Canadians last year. I think that, hey, that series isn't over. And I think that seriously, um, Edmonton has a chance to win two series. I said that okay. at the beginning. I'll say it again.
0: The biggest issue with Edmonton is they don't have a goalie. Mike Smith was terrible last night because Edmonton was buzzing on uh, on Los Angeles. Absolutely.
1: Tom B said that's a suspension. It's an intentional head. I, totally I don't know disagree. about that. I totally disagree. Uh, you can see heads upon point of contact, those are the rules. Hits him in the shoulder and his elbows up, and he hits him in the head. I think it's kind of simultaneous. Cameron with the cam says the Rangers suck.
0: I think we all can agree with that.
1: Uh, Drew L said, I agree. Best podcast despite all the sus comments I sometimes post. Um, I don't know. There's a comment here about världling. CM Punk. I hope it's you got to see it, don't we? No, it's tough to see. Oh, he's wearing an Islander jersey. Oh. I mean, yeah. CM Punk, I assume he's going to be a bad guy, right? He is.
0: A, I think he is a bad guy. Okay, it means nothing if we can't see it. Okay,
1: gotcha. Thanks. Uh, sorry, whatever, didn't take. Um. Okay, uh, just an FYI, we have a former NHL coach in the comments. Mario, is Jack Capuano's burner account? That's a fact. Okay. If he can get us in touch somehow with Mike Milbury, maybe he had connections. I
0: bring Jack Capuano on the show too. We've never really ripped him if you think about it.
1: Yeah, mm he kind no, of what he was we i mean like you know we kind of know his limitations we never put him up huh? and you know for for that team the way it was composed whatever he did an okay job he wasn't a great no, coach no, is this dude my god he was the first person to institute no matter what happens if we give up a goal the fourth line goes out there if we score a goal we put the energy line out there if we give up a goal the energy line goes out there my god jack capuano freaking Fred fl Flint, Fred flintstone himself
0: yeah do
1: Michael B. says here, I think Grumpy should coach.
0: I could do just as good as whoever they have now. Oh, man. That's nobody. Oh.
1: Jack Capuano is prettier. There it is. Oh, man. TJ, Carpe Diem. God almighty. I don't know what that... What is? I know Carpe uh, Diem.
0: Just go to the next. I don't have... that. It's a long show.
1: Cassidy got badly outcoached by Trots in the last few years in the playoffs. Now, he replaces him.
0: Yeah, they had the injuries. I think that's what...
1: Kendrick I think Cassidy's Player personnel decisions sunk and hurt that team big time last year. I've always believed Swayman's a better goalie. Swayman should have been starting since game one, game 1. I don't care what it looked like at the end of the season. Swayman's a better goalie than Linus Olmark. Simple as that. And the fact that he refused to play Swayman last year over a guy who was on a, a career-ending injury in Rask that was short-sighted by Cassidy, in my opinion.
0: When Carlo went down, that was the end of the Bruins. Yeah. When Carlo went down, that was the end of them.
1: Get ready for college, Quinn Grumpy i doubt it oh my gosh
0: I'm, here's my prediction he never coaches in the nhl again
1: how about lou for the head coach gm and coach grumpy
0: i'm telling you he's done it before twice
1: uh time b says what if lou trades down from 13 to add picks would you be upset with that grumpy
0: what kind of picks like a number one next year and a late number one this year i'm, I'm be for that. that i'm for that Anything that gets me more first-round draft picks, I don't want, okay, we'll trade on number one for a, a two, uh, two next year, and a three. No, 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 no. I want, if you're going to trade down from, like, with a team like Buffalo, they have a couple of later first-round picks. If you're not, let's say you have a grouping of players that you think there's a, this is a 12-player draft or a 10-player draft and nobody's slipping, then you know what, I'm all for trading down to 28 or 27, wherever they are, and getting an extra number one next year and maybe a throw-in second this year or third this year. That I'm for. But you have to maximize that value just to trade down, just to trade and get a bunch of a couple of twos, a three, a four. No, 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 not that. That would not upset me. See, that's a good hockey trade, in my opinion.
1: Hmm. Uh, D cut says, not joking. TJ sending the article. Now you have to be subscribed to, to view it. It's like on something called Washington capitals briefly. So I don't know they've got like a beta that you have to, to join up with. Was he really? I don't know. Based off of what I'm seeing, I can't access the article. I'll try to get access to it later. Um, let's see here. Uh, you, I think he's spending more time there to unwind talking about in Washington. And Trotz is, is on Long Island still. In fact, he was at Borelli's today. I don't know. I, I'd i have to maybe lock took, in.
0: Maybe he took a uh, flight to Washington tonight.
1: Grump. Love and laughter. Grumpy. Always. Um, Did you guys hear um, the interview between a Mad Dog Chris Russo and Mike Milberry? We did not. I did not. I don't know if TJ did. I must say I haven't. I know it didn't go well. <laughs> not, not for Mike Milberry. Um. Drew said, you guys never really ripped Mike Milberry yet either. You two should bring him on. I wish you could bring on Mike milberry
0: Yeah, I like Mike milberry
1: College Quinn for Bridgeport, says Eve L. Um, Why
0: not? What the heck? Who cares? It's Bridgeport.
1: Mm. Grumpy, we're here at the end of the show today. What would you like to say before we wrap things up?
0: I just want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens, and even those who don't, from TJ and a Grumpy Old Man.
1: Thank you everybody for tuning into the show. Uh, the next time we go live is actually gonna be Wednesday.
0: Next Wednesday.
1: Next Wednesday. Yeah. We've got Grumpy's gonna be at his scouting report uh on Saturday. It's gonna be weird. Grump, this will be the first time in a while we haven't. Well, I guess when I was gone, we didn't podcast on Saturday. Yeah,
0: when you yeah, when you bail out, it's not a problem. When you're it's gone weird. for I was a month, say it's weird. When you're gone for a month, no problem. I miss one game to do a scouting trip, and all of a sudden it's like hey,
1: yeah. Okay. Um here we go. Thank you for sending me this article. I don't know how you made it happen to me. Um, this is regarding Barry Trotz. Let's pull this up here. Um, as we can get this read. Thanks, to D cut for this. Um this one is a free view. So former's capital or former. Can you see? Do I have it pulled up? Okay, good. Yeah. Um Former capitalist head coach, Barry Trotz, was fired by the New York College of Money, blah, 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 um, Trotz's first destination after being uh, canned was his former home in Washington, D.C. Uh, ABC 7's Scott Abraham ran into Trotz when he was in town to attend the Washington Mystics game, WNBA game. Oh, you um, know what? That's why, he was so e-
0: that's why he was so easy to spot. He was probably the only person in the crowd. Did he get to sit uh, on the bench, too?
1: Trots became close yeah. friend with the Mystics head coach Mike Thibodeau, or uh, was it is it, is that t Tibalt? I don't even. know. Uh, oh, uh, th-
0: th- yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know who that he is.
1: Yeah, probably some French Canadian name that I'm butchering. Sorry. Uh, during during his time in the district earlier tonight, I was leaving the Washington Mystics game. I look up and Barry Trotz was walking towards the arena. We started chatting. Um, I said, I was so sorry what happened in New York. And he said, it's just part of business. Trotz is close friends with the mystics head coach. And another Twitter user said, uh, saw our guy, Barry Trotz doing a little shop shopping at Clarendon today. What's Trotz up doing in our neck of the woods? Okay. Well, maybe he is fair enough. Thanks for that. D cut. He is confirmed grumpy that he's in Washington, but end the show he's
0: still allowed to travel isn't he i don't know oh, he's not allowed he travel. got fired and allowed to travel. to travel i don't know
1: how dare he do that how dare he um <clears throat> we're at the end of the show guys um thank you so much for listening as always crazy week it's only wednesday we've been on twice um we're not going live on saturday we'll be going live this upcoming wednesday though for certain hopefully nothing crazy happens over the weekend grump But Grumpy's going to be coming back with an in-depth scatting report, Grumpy old man. Very in-depth from you as you're taking some time off. How dare you take any time off for yourself, Grumpy, from this podcast. Even in the off-season, no days off, Grump. Okay. I know during the first week of June I'll be out too. But uh, we'll remind everybody when we're (laughs) Uh, (laughs) there.
0: I I miss a day and TJ, he makes me go. He's like, oh, you're going, right? Yeah. Uh Oh. so he gets a day off. I have to work. He doesn't show up. I have to work. I mean, yeah. Just
1: I don't understand. There it is. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Um, We'll be going live this upcoming Wednesday. We will go live tomorrow on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Again, we're going to talk all things sports. Oh, actually, you know what we're doing on tomorrow's show on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man? We're going to be joined. It's going to be a crossover episode. This has been something I think has been has been asked by, by listeners of this show. It's going to be, and some some listeners in the show might not be a big fan of it, it's going to be a crossover, a live stream game where myself, the grumpy old man, Andy Francis, and Phil's facts are all going to be on commentating during the Toronto Maple Leafs and the, the Tampa Bay Lightning game. Just going to be doing a live game coverage. It should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I'll be on it, so it will be fun.
1: I'm shocked you didn't say anything witty when I said that, but fair enough, Grumpy.
0: Uh, I, here's the thing. I'm the, you know, whatever I got you, Phil, Andy, come on.
1: Oh, man, it'll be fun, but, uh, make sure you give that a check out. It could be found in the link in the description below, or it could be found on a featured page on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much everybody, for tuning in. We're going to be getting after this time period, we're going to be getting the guests lined up for this off season um a lot of crazy stuff has been going on as of recent with the founders obviously the firing of trots but thank you everybody for tuning in and thank you grumpy old man my pleasure My, how'd you say it, grumpy what
0: i already said it i'm not saying it again
1: you said my pleasure i'm just giving you a hard time all righty guys talk to you later and thank you grump i wish you could see i wish the people listening to the podcast could see your face right now i'm dragging it out sorry we're done that's it we're done we're done